Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to tournament poker strategy. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Fez Buddy and Killing Bird. everyone and welcome to the tournament poker edge podcast good to have you guys back and i am joined as always by my co-host ron fez buddy how are you sir i am good it is good to be speaking to you again and talking poker on the podcast yeah super excited to do this one obviously the world series of poker main event just wrapped up uh today we're gonna be talking through uh, a few hands from that uh with our good friend mark azianal and 007 aliato um, yes. So looking forward to that. I know you also have a few hands um, from a tournament you played up at the Borgata. Um, yep. So, looking yeah. forward to getting some getting some free coaching in this next uh, couple of hours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right into some be, spots. This one's going to be chock full of strategy, so we're definitely looking forward yeah. to it. So obviously, you know, some, we, we always like to kind of begin by what we've been up to in, in poker. So obviously, we both got to play some poker live lately because I was out at the World yep. Series and, and you were up at the Borgata. Um, yep. Any, you know, how, how'd that go, and how did it feel to be back on the felt, even if it wasn't in Vegas? Yeah. So first of all, this is the first World Series of Poker that I had not attended. Um, the schedules conspired against me. I actually was going to play the main. Uh, I was thinking of playing the main, and then you know, it's right. I decided not to because it's right in the middle of my wife's birthday, as it is every year. <laughs> um, and and I had a lot of other stuff going on, so it would have made it a bit of a stretch to get out to Vegas. So I, I punted on it this year. Um, I was thinking of doing an earlier uh, couple of tournaments, but I, once again, couldn't make it out for that. Just had a had a busy summer. Um, I'm not letting that happen again. <laughs> yeah. I missed being there. I mean, especially with Poker Go, and I know we're going to talk about watching the main event, but with Poker Go, not just the main event, but watching a lot of the final tables – um, and a lot of the tournaments, I was really wishing I was out there, and I'm I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get to go um, and and hang out with you guys. It's always fun. Um, but instead, um, I was able to to make it out to a Borgata. Um, they have a, a series going on right now. I think they have a final table today, um, and so uh, I was able to play a little bit live. It was fun. Um, got out there for a couple days. Made uh, made it to day two. We'll talk about how my day two ended. Um, but I can't wait to get back out there again. I can't wait till next year World Series too. Yeah, usually, you know, it was a weird year for me too this year, just with a lot of personal stuff, work stuff, et cetera, going on. Wasn't able to get out uh, to Vegas as long. I was only out there two, two and a half weeks, something like that. So usually yeah. when I come back from the World Series, like I'm kind of burnt, I'm tired, like I'm just really happy to be home and, and kind of get back right. into the routine of things. But this year, because I was out there such a short time, like I'm ready to go. Like I want to go play more live yeah. poker, like now, you know? <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, it, it, I can't, I, that's got to be the first time you haven't spent at least four weeks out there in forever. Yeah, I think every other time it's been somewhere between five and seven weeks um, yeah. for the last, you know, five, six years. So it was definitely strange. Like, my, you know, my wife's looking at me like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, uh, you know, we had a friend pretty deep in the main and, and we actually had, Mark and I were talking about booking tickets back and I was like, yeah. I was, I was angry. I was itching you know I'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. make day five yeah. day six or whatever yeah. so i can so i can get on a plane and go um, yeah but you know it, it it was fine uh got to play a little bit of poker didn't have a, an amazing series but i only played five tournaments and cashed two 
two and a half, I guess, if you count a bounty in the bounty tournament as a cash. Um, uh, but it was fun. No, I don't. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. No, By I don't. Way, I, I don't, don't either. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it was five hundred more dollars in my pocket, so I wasn't complaining yeah, too much. Yeah, take but, it. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, it, the yeah. only thing that sucked about it is that I, you know, I did feel like I was playing really well. Like I built stacks up every day. You know, made made some dinner breaks and stuff, but just, just couldn't seem to uh, couldn't seem to close. You know, lo- losing yeah. big hands at the wrong moments. So I felt like I was playing really good, but just didn't get to play as much. And then of course, when the main event came around and I had played it the last two years, so not being in it was just painful. Reading Twitter yeah. updates and, and watching. Oh, trust me, on, I on know. Games. I've played it a couple of times, and I haven't played the last couple of years, and it is painful not being in it. But you know what? Not going this year has made me realize that the main event, uh, the World Series of Poker, is here to stay, right? And yeah. honestly, it's a life. It's going to be a lifelong thing for both of us, right? And for probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast and a lot of our friends. I just think. We'll be going out there for the next 30 years right. <laughs> for a little bit at a time. Um, sometimes me more than you. Sometimes most of the time you more than me. Um, but we'll, you know, so it sucks to miss a year. But the next year comes up pretty fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we'll be, you know, in December we'll get that preliminary announcement of the schedule, what when the main event is. We'll all get excited, and then in February we'll get those 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 final dates, and we'll start booking our flights. So. Yeah. It'll get here. So it sucks to miss it. And you know what? Main event has uh, the the World Series has some good momentum this year. The main event had more participants. There was a lot of buzz. Um, the main the, the actual main event was fun to watch. It was you know no more November nine, which added I think to the excitement, which we'll talk about I'm sure when we talk to Mark. Um, so next year we'll be here sooner than you think. Yeah, yeah, you 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 nailed it. I mean, I think the main event was a lot of fun to watch this year. We'll we'll dig into that in more depth with Mark, but um, for sure that was an element of why it was so hard to miss it this year because it looked like so much fun. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Just wa- yeah. you know watching these guys who were all clearly really happy to be there and just excited, and you know we'll talk about Hasp and and of course the yeah. Winter Bloom scene and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was definitely it was a harder year. I, like I. I, I I picked a bad year to miss because it looked like everybody was having a blast. Now it wouldn't have mattered if I yep. lasted day one, but let's just pretend yep. I didn't. So uh, okay. yeah, so we'll we'll dig into all of that uh, with Mark. Of course, we'll talk some uh, some strat. We'll do some of the hands from that, and uh, it'll be good times. All right, so let's get him in here. We got a lot lot of hands to talk about. Yep, so let's do in. it. So we'll uh, we'll take a very very quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll bring in Mark Galliotto, and we'll talk some hands here on the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. If you are looking for the best MTG training site on the planet, look no further than TournamentPokerEdge.com. Tournament Poker Edge focuses exclusively on multi-table tournaments and features some of the best live and online pros. No waiting through cash game videos looking for the occasional tournament video. Tournament Poker Edge also offers strategy articles, forums, a member chat room, and much more. So visit TournamentPokerEdge.com and start taking your game to the next level now. Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Time to bring in our pro for a little WSOP discussion and some strategy discussion. Welcome, Mark Galliano. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Hey. Good, Mark. Good to talk to you again. 
Likewise, likewise. Yeah, it feels like so, uh, feels like I haven't seen you in years, but I just saw you like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, not for long enough. Uh, two weeks was just too short. Yeah, we learned our lesson on that one. I mean, I couldn't have done it any different this summer anyway, even if I wanted to, but uh, yeah. it was painful not being there at the beginning, and it was really painful not being there at the end, especially when uh, our friend Pete was making a decent little run in the main event. Yeah, shout out to Pete. There. Yeah, shout out to Pete re- and Mike. Yeah, Pete had a really good summer. Mike Schneidman had a really good main event. So, yeah, shout out to both of them. No doubt. So, we, yeah, we won't make that a mistake next year. So, for anybody out there who wants to hang at PTs, uh, we'll be there all yeah. summer. You know what? The older we all get, the t- it's just it's so tough, like, schedule-wise. Like, we all have other stuff going on. Yeah. So, getting out there for a month and a half, Yeah. you know, it, yeah, it just gets tougher <laughs> every yeah. year. Yeah. Mark, I was telling Derek earlier, I mean, this is the first summer I haven't been out there since 2009, and just, you know, work stuff and family stuff, they just all conspired, <laughs> I'll say, to to uh, to make it so that I couldn't make it out this year, um, and that was really tough. Like, I was just dying watching Poker Go every night and, you know, hearing you guys talk about it, you know, either on a podcast or just on Skype. It's killing Yeah, yeah Twitter. Twitter becomes Twitter, yeah. really tough. Like, when we yeah. weren't there... Uh, the first couple of weeks, I almost deleted Twitter because it, it was to the point where I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I was like so mad I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I must have, I must have hit Mark on Skype five times and said, "Dude, we, <laughs> what, what did we do? Yeah. Why did we make this yeah. decision?" He did that yeah. before and after too. Like when we yeah. left early, it was like, "Why aren't we there?" Like it's the main event. Yeah, that I don't understand. You guys, it makes no sense to me why you guys left early. Honestly. <laughs> but I think whatever. even you know, when we... it's just booking it because Pete had to leave. Yeah. You when you don't have the people to pay for the I mean it would have been really expensive for him and I unless we yeah. did the hotel. And yeah. I think Derek and I both enjoy just, you know, I, all of us. We like the house. It's nice to be able to go back on breaks. I didn't want oh, yeah. to play the main event and be staying at the Rio. Yeah. Uh, I do not blame you on that. I do not I do not blame you on that. The first couple of years I stayed at the Rio. Um, because we didn't have a house, we weren't we didn't have TV, even have TP, and I totally can sympathize. The house makes it a million times better. Just you, you, eat, you eat healthy, like yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's so much tougher. <laughs> you, yeah, really? You call, oh my god, you call that healthy? <laughs> I, I feel like I always eat so. Like we barbecued like three or four times. I'd say this trip, and listen, there were I, I, I remember, I remember, I remember landing. I remember awesome land, landing. I remember landing, coming to the house, walking in. You know, because you guys usually are there for a while before I even get there, so you're comfortable. I walk in. It's like 11:30 p.m. and Big Dog is cooking a pack of hot dogs on the stove, right? And then he wraps them in cheese, like 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 he's making a sandwich out of a pack of hot dogs. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! We actually were pretty That's good. That's actually this year, not though. a lie. Yeah. yeah, that's not a lie. No, and I know, I know that's not how you guys are most eating most of the time, but that that'll always be burned into my mind. No, I, I mean, we have like our moments, <laughs> like, yeah. but we yeah, did yeah. barbecue a lot, and like, yeah. I mean, whatever. There were burgers, there were dogs, there was yeah. so, some vegetables. It's healthier than eating at the Rio. It's yeah. cheaper than that too. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. I, you can, you know, you can have a better breakfast slash lunch. You can, you can come home like you said on dinner and eat something relatively healthy, and then you're just not around the casino. Yeah, that's 24/7. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> which is, 
Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. didn't uh, we didn't order twelve caramel sundaes from McDonald's this year like we did last year. So. <laughs> yeah, I, that was one of the regrets I had on this trip was uh, that no, and not one... ordering ramen <laughs> and not and no no modern Japanese. Yeah, that, I, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. My, uh, my biggest regret my biggest regret is not having modern Japanese. So uh, next year we will, yeah. yeah yeah we will put everything back right next year. You guys will go for longer. I will make sure I get out there. And everything will be good in the world. Yep. So speaking <laughs> of the World Series of Poker, yeah. um, let's talk a little bit about the main event coverage. We're going to jump into some hands yeah. a bit here from the main event. Um, but I kind of want to get everybody's feedback because we haven't talked a ton. Um, me and Mark were, were texting a decent amount throughout the, the main event final table coverage. But it was mostly like just random BS or talking a little bit of strategy. But I kind of want to get everybody's impressions on the final table in general because for me personally, like, it was one of the best ones in years in terms of enjoyment yeah. factor. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'll just chime in. I think moving it, I, 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 I liked November nine and I, I won't say that I was sad to see it go. Um, but I did enjoy the spectacle listening to the podcasts of everyone getting interviewed by various media people leading up, um, sort of excitement of a big final table. And so I was, I was relatively skeptical. I think if you had put a gun to my head and asked me which one, would I prefer from an entertainment perspective? I probably would have said, let's do the, keep the November 9. But I am a huge, after experiencing a July 9, going straight to the final table two days after uh, getting down to 9, um, the excitement of it being a live thing that that's happening in the moment just off of the rest of the coverage, which I watched a lot of and I liked, um, you know, and end-to-end -end full coverage was a huge home run for me. I remember... I guess it was two years ago when Negreanu won, uh, what, finished, what, 11th, 13th, something like that, mm -hmm. and there was no coverage. And I remember tweeting, I'm getting updates <laughs> via, via Twitter. Like, I'm getting my updates, hand updates via Twitter. I was like, what's going on? It was 2015. Why can't we have live coverage of this super exciting, um, at least day seven at that point, or day six at that point, or seven? And now it's a reality. And, and it, it has been, I think, brought to fruition um, expertly, and I, I obviously can get a lot better. Uh, it will get better over time, but just having this wall-to-wall -wall live coverage of the main event is, I think, exactly what the main event is supposed to be. And so I'm, I loved it. I'm I'm with you. Beforehand, I'm not sure where I would have uh, stood. Actually, like I, I enjoy waiting, you know, till November, but I also think it's great to have it right away. Like and yeah. watching it live this year, that was the greatest thing ever. I just wonder what's better for the general public average Joe like for us because we're following it all summer yeah. we see it on Twitter we have friends that we get pieces of like we know what like when and where to watch I'm not sure the general public knows that yeah. having yeah. said that putting it right after uh, the World Series I, I mean I, I loved it this year and in the final table like Derek said was by far the best in in the past like five or six years and I think it had a lot to do with Hess because he was a colorful personality. He kind of – I have a couple of things to say about him because I thought it was – I yeah. thought he was kind of – he's a great character. Yeah. Be but before like, we get into him, though, on that yeah. point, I, I think I think the fact that it was organic and these players were, were basically the same players they were two days ago. They didn't – you know, they didn't have three months to become GTO bots, right? So they, they, they didn't play um, as – I mean, they played definitely cautious, but they were playing – there were mistakes. The hands were a little more – 
you know, I, I, Twitter was erupting and some what they thought was a bad play at certain times, but I just thought that made it much more entertaining. It was more like a real poker, you know, real, you know, watching. Yeah, a that real also tournament. could be that also could be that this final table wasn't as tough as previous years. Sure. Uh, I, I think it would have been much tougher had Lamb or Salu got chips, like yeah. especially Lamb. Right. I think if right. Lamb or, or even Piccoli, like. I mean, Polak was to me the best player, like one, one like of the guys who had chips. Not yep. to take anything away from Blumstein or Ott. I mean, I thought they played well, but I I, th- I did think like the final, I guess five three, the guys who have chips, it it wasn't as the quality of play just wasn't as good. Now is that because of coaching? Poss- possibly. I mean, I think more of the coaching they would have started tanking more and. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you to a certain extent. I just don't think the guys that had chips were as talented as we've had in the past years. Yeah, I think that's fair. fair. Like, I, when I think back over the last, I don't know, five, six years, like, to me, the, the two most entertaining tables are this one and the year that Martin Jacobson won, which was, like, stacked with really good players. And, it, like, I remember being in awe of, like, like nobody making mistakes like it was just like perfect right. poker the whole time mm-hmm. which so, is boring <laughs> yeah that's the thing like that was interesting to me because i'm a poker guy and a strategy guy but i think this table is like the dream table for what we always talk about you know like how do we get people interested in poker again how do we get recreational yeah. players to want to come play at the world series how do we get new players who don't even play poker to want to play and this table was like I won't say the dream because the dream is, you know, there's a female there, there's one guy like Daniel Negreanu, but this was pretty damn close to, like, the ideal table for that result, you know? It, it certainly wasn't as intimidating as the Martin Jacobson final table would have been, is for a casual person, right? right? Like, you watch that you watch that final table as a casual, you're like, I'm never going to go play that this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I'm never going to go play the main event. Are you kidding me? I'm going to chuck $10,000 down the drain when these After guys this, are like, yeah. oh, perfect poker um but 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 watching this one it felt like you know it felt like i was at a borgata 400 which we have some hands to talk about in a bit um you know i mean there was some great play there was some like we said some mistakes i think organic game flow um either mistakes or just people played way things in certain ways based on the game flow um and different styles of playing that clashed that made it i think a little more palatable which is i think good for for the game and i think mark to your to your question slash point about how it affect the casuals i actually think this is great for the casuals i think i think having something live and exciting um if the casuals cap happen to catch it um in a non nfl dominated uh sports uh time of year is good. I, I used to complain about that to like Kev yeah. Math at World Series. Like, why were they trying to compete with Sunday Night Football? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Monday I mean, Night Football. Yeah, I was like, what are you lose. doing? <laughs> You're going to lose win. every time. <laughs> and, and, the, and the person who's not going to show up for a live final table viewing, but does show up for the broadcast show, will show up anyway. I mean, you know, it, I, yes, they, it might be spoiled for them who won, but I, don't, I, I just, I think, I think it's outweighed what you get even when a casual stops by to watch it. And, and by all accounts, the ratings are pretty good. Um, I think it was 700,000 people on average were watching at any one time. And you got to remember, these broadcasts didn't start till 9, and they went often until – and this is on the East Coast. And they often went beyond 1 or 2, p- 2 a.m. So yeah. that's, that's, not, that's not bad. So I think it bodes well for – And that doesn't even include the 400K they got on uh, PokerGo, right? That's just ESPN uh, coverage. Th- that's ESPN. I don't know if that – well – 
Yeah, I guess I get, no. That's that's ESPN's. That's ESPN's right. So that's not what they got. I guess is that. Are you saying that they got four hundred K on well, Poker Go? The final table Derek, actually wasn't yeah, on Derek Poker Go. The the final table was blacked out on Poker Go, at least in America. Yeah, in America, but you can get it. You can get it from you know non ESPN covered yeah. regions. Yeah. So I don't know well, about that. Let's just be greedy. I mean, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, love I it absolutely too. loved it. Like I if you compare too. last year, I'm not even gonna lie. I barely watched any of the main event coverage um i watched it all. live was so much but yeah i i was like that for the past this this year was so much more interesting to me yeah. like just being live and yeah i love oh. it like i already oh. i follow it so closely i kind of know what happens so like yeah replaying it just i mean this was so much better for me yeah i, I had it on all day um i obviously wasn't in the house all day i was in and out but i I whenever I was home, it was on. My 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 kids were watching it. It's just I don't know. There's something about it. I know I'm not the you know the greatest example of a common person. Uh, you know, so I'm probably have more interest in poker than the casual. But I I think it could. It's only good. And um, also shout out to Nick Shulman for being the best announcer uh, poker analyst in the world. Uh, every time he was on, I felt like I was uh, watching training videos on TPE. <laughs> <laughs> I was learning a ton. Yeah, I, I wish he did. I mean. Yeah. No offense to Antonio, I would just prefer. Sh- I think Shulman and Antonio would be perfect together. Like yeah, bring them a four man booth. Yeah, yeah, and maybe get rid of Norman Chad, who's insulting poker. How nonstop. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I still like Norman Chad, but he seems to be a little grouchy these days. I don't know. Well, he's on his eighth wife. So. He'd be grouchy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little about Hess. Like I thought he was yeah. greatest thing that's happened to poker. Yes, absolutely. I did find it funny when he lost the big pot that we'll get into later. That I, I didn't find it funny. I just, I guess, I found it very normal that like he went from being the happiest guy in the world and then loses that massive pot, and it was like he wasn't even there. And I yeah. just thought it was so funny how. I, I mean, not fun. I shouldn't say funny. I, I just thought how real it was, like a guy yeah. that's. I mean, and that's how it is when you're winning until you get, like, mentally – I don't want to say yeah. perfect, but you get really good at your mental game. You yeah. have those highs and lows, and you saw, like, his face. I mean, he was – I'm shocked he lasted as long as he did after that. I thought he was going to be well, out right after. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. I think on the contrary, I was actually very impressed by his ability to rein it in, control his, you know, emotion. I'm sure it was, like, incredibly difficult to have lost – that hand, um, but he made it to all the way to fourth, right? Fourth. So, yeah, I mean, no, it was yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's so, just you, know. you go from being this bubbly personality, showing your hand, to barely saying a yeah. word yeah. after that. Yeah. And it just shows you. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, I, I just think, I don't know. It's just like when someone's winning, they're all giddy and they start losing. Yep. They want to be know, there. And, and then but Bloom, he did. Bloomstein became Hasp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it, happens. I mean, I mean my, yeah, yeah. My my heart sunk for the guy when it went down. I was just Me like, too. oh my god! And it, like he, the look on his face. I honestly thought he was going to cry for a minute, which I might have. So I wouldn't have blamed him. Um, you yeah. hopefully would have made that mistake, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I agree with you both that I think he was amazing. I mean, the one thing that could have happened better, you know, we talked about the what's good for poker thing, is obviously him winning because he would have been like as maybe not as good as moneymaker in terms of an impact on yep. the game, but he was the closest thing we had to that potentially happening just because he's such a good character. 
I'm 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 generally like like not too bombastic about like good for poker second boom thing, and I don't think he would have been a second boom, but I agree. I think he actually would have moved the needle. Just like you know, sixty-four-year-old guy with a colorful jacket who's showing cards, laughing. You know, just like even the way he started the final table with those th- first three hands, where he's like, he bluffs and he's like, "You want to see it?" Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like raising their, everyone's going nuts. Like that, that was. Inf- I I have legit not run into anyone who does not like him. I thought he was great. Um, I was definitely bummed when he when he lost that big hand, but hey. Uh, fourth place. I mean, that guy. When you talk about like, all right, the main event champ would be on a on a talk show or or whatever. He definitely would have made the rounds and yeah. brought some attention to the game. Yeah. So it's really a shame. Where Blumstein's like, I'm not gonna play as much poker anymore. Is that what he like, said? He, yeah, he, he wants said? to get into other things. Which, okay. you know, I think when you, I mean, he's only 25, but he's probably put in his time. You know, put in a lot of hours and realizes how much yeah. of a grind it is. You make that kind of money. That's probably yeah. everyone's first instinct. I mean, look I mean, at well, Fedor. Yeah. Fedor retired, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> he retired by uh, losing, apparently. Yeah. I, I do want to give a shout out to Blumstein. I think I think he played re- I think he played really well. I know there were a lot of questionable things that that people thought there were some hands were questionable. I kind of understand the mindset of, of some of the hands um, that people did think questionable, but I thought he played the big stack really well. And I thought he seemed like a, a fantastic ambassador or or just guy. Like he seemed yeah. to be enjoying himself playing. He 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 understood the weight of what was happening, and he genuinely authentically felt seemed like really really grateful and and just happy that a dream came true and i think it's hard to root against someone like that um and the guy's a grinder he, you know the first timer people you know people are sending me articles hey this first timer won why didn't you know why, why aren't you winning you know like joking around like you know i think i think the guy has a good story too and i think he seems like a a, a really really you know genuine guy so and, and i i think he played great as well i, I thought yeah. he played I really do. I think it's like great. I mean, especially, is, especially considering, yeah. you know, we, we were talking about it, but the fact that this, there wasn't a break, you know, there was no November 9. So, you know, these guys yeah. have been playing for eight, nine straight yeah. days. So with that in yeah. mind in particular, I mean, I don't play good after playing for eight hours. So <laughs> to, right. to continue right. to play like pretty damn good poker nine days later, yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope the needle moves because of Hasp and guys like Blumstein, but the one worrisome thing was the amount of 21 to 24 year olds that played the main event. Did you see that? I think it was like 436. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is horrible for poker. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard for people. I mean, speaking from the U.S. specifically, it's hard for people to get into the game, obviously. And then the game is harder, and so it's not as easy for you know someone to just walk in. You know, it's, it's just not court. legal. It's just not legal right. is the key. Right. Like it's just well, not yes. a, it's not allowed in yeah. what forty seven states. And yeah. you like right. to come play from Canada, you have that thirty percent tax. I mean, that's there's a lot of countries where it doesn't even make sense to come out here and play because yeah. of the amount of taxes you're gonna pay. Yeah, of course. Yep, there's a lot where of things. Or you go play live in Europe and pay none. I mean, yeah. did you see the tax breakdown too? I think like in the UK they don't pay any tax if I'm not yeah. mistaken, on gambling. So it was like third place got paid more than second place. Because yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's it's, really it was ridiculous. close to first place money. Yeah. So what they should have done is let Polak win and then just chop yeah. it up. And everyone <laughs> yeah, makes exponentially more. 
<laughs> oh, that would have been. In smart. fact, <laughs> I've seen that happen in a Venetian before, yeah. where they and they didn't allow chops. The guys met on the side. I was railing one of them, and that the guy from the UK won and just chopped it up because hey, it's like twenty thousand. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. claim. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was, I guess it was, it was kind of heartbreaking. I was like, oh my God, like there's nobody playing anymore. Like this the, is crazy. The, the, and the, the numbers number, overall were better. <laughs> yeah. Numbers overall were better. So there is momentum in live poker. It's just that it's following this cohort of the 25 to 34, the current 25 to 34 year old. The guys who've been li- grinding. Life. Yeah. yeah. The guys who've been grinding yeah. stars without. I mean, I mean, yeah. if nothing there's else, there's a direct she, correlation yeah. to poker stars being removed from yeah, the U.S. Like, exactly. And if nothing usually, else changes, I, I imagine if we looked years ago, I bet that. Well, I don't know if I'd bet it, but I, I'd imagine that the 21 to 25 year olds was like a decent chunk, like well over a thousand. Like when you could satellite in from all these yeah. sites. Oh, yeah. sure. Because I mean, that, you know, the, the youngsters used to destroy this game. And now we didn't have anyone. Twenty-five was the youngest, right? Blum's yeah, but you really, you haven't been able to satellite in for a long time. You could, you know, like you could win, and they would give you the money, but it wasn't like a direct, like I'm buying you, we're, we're buying you into the main event, which I think does have an impact too. Is you know, if you have to cash out ten thousand dollars and then go wire it to the Rio, uh, that you know, that's an extra step. That friction will reduce it. But when you're, if you're talking about two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, like PokerStars probably bought in thousands of people those right. those those years, and it probably was a high percentage were very very young people. I mean, just the game's popularity has decreased too since there's no yeah. like full on regulation yeah. um, in the U.S. Well, you, well, you More know, the states thing, seem to get on board. The other thing that that doesn't get mentioned is that with the buy-in staying the same, you know, since 1973 or whatever the first year was. I mean. The the value of ten thousand dollars will become less and less, and that that will increase the demand. I or, or at least yeah, I think that increase the demand because the the price becomes less relative to the other things you could spend it on. You know that's a that's an expensive you know decent sized vacation somewhere for a family, um, but you know twenty years ago ten thousand dollars was like. College. College. Yeah, exactly. College. Shit, that yeah. won't even get you a semester no, at any right. school. Like. And, and, in, and in 10, 15 years from now, if you know, if the world doesn't blow up, then $10,000 will be worth even less, you know, from a, from an inflation perspective, whatever that, that, that will be, you know, it'll be comparable to something that just has, has lower value and more likely to get people. And so I, I like where it's going with the, uh, with the entries because of that little added factor but but there's that that's my you know that that is minor compared to the other things that could drive more registrations like like legislation so yeah. we'll say so yeah cool well sure. overall we all loved it um i can't wait i'm always depressed after the world series is over yeah. uh, usually because you know i've played a couple events and you know <laughs> that, that, that that's over um you know you no, and not, not just because i lost them but no like even when i punted, gone, you punted diego yeah. you punted. admit it <laughs> even when i haven't punted and i've played well or, or whatever you just you, you know from a playing perspective it's like oh shit the summer's over that that's over but not playing this year i'm still sad that it's over because it's a great time of year so looking forward to coming back next year for sure i know so, i'm counting the days already too to yep, be fair yep. yeah. i'm, I'm looking at houses on home away right now to try to find a place <laughs> <laughs>
Um, cool, so let's jump into some hands, and I guess a good place to start is with the hand we were just talking about, which is the one where where Hesp doubles up Bloomstein and doesn't doesn't cripple himself, but man, what a huge swing of chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Um, you know, I just want to get, you know, what if you remember, uh, Hesp was, I think, the chip leader before that yes. hand. Like, he came out the gate really, like, on top, um, you know, obviously running well, but play, playing well even. And I'm, I'm just getting the chips here. I think he had, like, 130, uh, 133. Um, he definitely was running. I mean, he had a nice bluff early with the king nine against Sal. He also got queens a couple of times. Like, yeah, it kind of – it was going really well for him, but he was also playing well. And then yeah. this spot. Happens. At his at his high point, he had 133 million to Blumstein's 80 million, and that's about hand 34. So he really came, like I said, came out the gate firing. But then, yeah, so we have this hand. So let's uh, let's talk about the biggest hand, um, which I do think changed the course. Of the, I mean, I think it's, it's a no brainer, obvious statement, but it really changed the course of the entire event. Um, I mean, Bloomstein so- was like a two and a half to one on like. Two and a half to one to win it on like Bavada and Car- on Carbon Sportsbook. After this hand, he would probably have been even money, maybe slightly yeah. favored to win. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, probably favored to win. I mean, maybe like a yeah. two or three to one favorite to win. I mean, yeah. But go ahead, let's let's walk okay. through it. Okay, so uh, Blumstein raises it to two point two. So we're at four hundred, eight hundred thousand. Um, like I said, to start the hand, uh, it's about one thirty to. Well, it's actually about one twenty three to eighty. 123 million for for uh, for Hesp roughly, and Blumstein about 80 million, and we're at 400, 800 thousand. So we're super super deep. These are the two chip leaders um, uh, of the entire table. Blumstein raises it to 2.2 from under the gun. Uh, Blumstein has aces, um, and it folds around to Hesp in the big blind. He has Ace 10 suited uh, in the big blind, and he just calls. So. Uh, I think we know what we think about this, but just spot, stop there, check mark. We good? Yeah, Maybe everything's call? perfect there. Everything's, everything's perfect, perfect, right? Super okay. Standard. All right. So he calls, and they go heads up to a flop of ace of clubs, seven of diamonds, five of hearts. So they both hit, well, Bumstein trips, uh, set, sorry, and Hess has top pair with backdoor plus draw. Um, so let's see. Hess is in the big mind, so he's first to act. He checks, and Blumstein checks back. Uh, would a okay pause there so far? Uh, I'll let Mark comment in a second, but I mean, I, I love the check back just because I mean we have everything. Like it's kind of oh. hard. I mean, yeah, has can be defending seven six and six right. eight and stuff like that. But generally speaking, like we pretty much yeah. like I think we just need to check back because we're just yeah. gonna fold. we're gonna make I, I we're gonna make has fold so much stuff when we bet. Yeah, I I mean, I probably check back, but having said that, the way Hesp had been playing, like, where he raised the king nine and stuff, like, I think he's defended pretty wide, which is good. I, I mean, I can dig the check back, but I wouldn't hate if he bet either. But I, for what Derek said, too, I mean, we have the nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's right. okay to let this guy try to hang himself. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I think if it's, like, right. ace 10-9 or so... something... It, it, you're so deep here, though. That's the only That's thing where, like, it's going to be tough to get it all. 
but apparently it's actually not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, I want uh, we we need to get uh, Hesp to hang himself. So giving him a free card is totally fine. But you know, I guess I guess what I'm thinking here is like, how am I gonna? I I probably get one street. Um, you know, pro- and I can get a, a street anywhere. So, but if I want to get two streets here with him not being like if I if I know he has ace ten obviously I'm gonna bet here but I I you know he could have a seven he could have you know if we're we're trying to get value from him we're gonna try to get value from a mid pair or seven something like how, what's the best way to get two streets of value here if you're Blumstein and he has a medium mediocre holding is it the bet here check I mean, and then bet river? yeah because he's he's also gonna have like a decent amount of draws right like if we're giving him all the seven x's he's probably gonna have. Yeah. Close to straight combos nine eight six eight six yeah. nine uh, right. four six. So there's a decent amount of combo of holdings that will that will call. Yeah. But I mean, there's also a lot of stuff that's gonna fold. I mean, it's close. Like I get it. Like let's check back and like try to have. I mean, I'd want to give Hesp a chance to bluff, and probably since they're both chip leaders, the best action is to check back. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean. I'm totally but, fine with it. Like, but but what about you know if I'm then maybe I level myself too many times, which I do. But if I'm if I'm has I'm, and I'm, I, if I see Blumstein check back, um, that tells me that he's caught. Like this is a great C bet flop, right, for Blumstein. So like if he doesn't C bet it, but Hess just and, isn't even close to thinking like this. Like he is not thinking like this at all. Yeah, I think none of this goes through point. his head. I I really oh, oh yeah none of that. You know what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying. Like, this is the number one spot we should be bluffing. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. And I should maybe I shouldn't say that because Hess made the final table and actually played really well. I just don't think that's going through his head. Okay. Fair enough. But, like, you know, if it's if it's me sitting there, then let's match up sitting there. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, my, my radar is, like, immediately going off when Blumstein doesn't bet this. I'm like, all right, he must have some sort of ace or he has, you know, some sort of pair that he wants to get. To showdown with, right? Yeah, but you could also. Yeah, I mean, checking back is actually stronger. But go ahead. Yeah, right, that's what I mean. Exactly. I think. Um, I think you could also argue that, like, uh, you, Hespa might think, okay, we're both the two chip leaders. Bloomstein's trying not to like get into a big inflated pot with me here. He's got like jacks or something. I don't know for sure. That's what he's thinking, but I, I, do I, agree I think with that's Mars. more likely than him thinking this is a good board from the sea bet. I, right. I exactly like. I actually tend to agree with you that like Hess was probably like oh he's gonna try to play this you know even some of his aces he may check back like yeah right. just to I keep think, the pot small I think if this hand was against right. like the czar like right. I think I think we're probably more inclined oh we're bet we're, we're yeah we're betting we're yeah. betting 100% right because, right. because okay. he because yeah. he is gonna think exactly what you said you know, like, yeah. oh, this is the exactly perfect what the board, is. or even like I'm just going to float this guy and take it away on the turn, or whatever. You know, right, right, and and in that case, then you can build a big pot and potentially get it all in. Right. If you know, because you have you need three, you, you you would think you need three streets here to get it all in, but but you know. <laughs> but you're also not like, putting him on ace ten. You know, what I mean, you're not putting him. I mean, right. you know, you're not putting him on. He's going to hit a two pair. You're 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 thinking, how can I get max chips? Out of a, a weaker, a weak ace, which is unlikely since I have two of them and one is on the board, or you know, eights, nines, tens, jacks. I mean, that's what I'm trying to think here. How am I going to get max value out of those? And I feel like, well, if there's an ace on board, I'm supposed to see bet that a nine, ten, jack, queen. 
is going to call that. So let me bet that here. And then maybe I can go three streets and get the most out of it. But okay. All right. I, I don't know if you're ever getting three here from like seven yeah. X. I mean, the thing is, is no, no, it's not seven. Should, no, well, tens or jacks. Like, I don't think you're going to get three from those either. Um, fair, fair I mean, enough. seven is basically the same as tens or jacks. Yes. Like right. nobody's betting Kings three times here for value. The key is, is like, maybe we're better off getting two streets on the flop just because of the draws. Cause you can't get that on the river if they miss. Yes, Plus, yes. it's also yeah. there's an argument yeah. to tax him. Like I said, this is just player dependent. Why he's playing it yeah. this way? He's not okay. doing this um, versus others. So yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's 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 move on then. Okay. So so we understand why he did it. When why what we would have done maybe against a different opponent. Yeah. All right. So getting back to the hand. Remember the flop is ace seven five rags. Uh, they check checked on the turn. Um, the turn is the the death card for for Hesp. It's a ten of uh, <laughs> spades, which now is basically four suits on the board. So there's no flush draws. Um, so a seven five ten. Uh, Hesp is first to act. He checks. Blumstein bets three million. Okay, so now if you're Hesp here, I think we all are going to agree on his last action in this exchange it was wrong, but. Are you are you calling or are you raising here? I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm raising. I'm certainly not raising trying to get it in, <laughs> but okay, yep. I don't think, at least not based on the action that comes. Yep. But yeah, I, I think raising here is okay. Um, I, I'll mainly, agree with you. mainly because of some of the plays that that Hesp has made earlier, and now, like. If I'm Hesp, and again, we, we don't know how deep he's thinking about this. And this is, I don't think any of us are criticizing Hesp as a poker player. It's yeah. just he's a recreational player, right? So yeah. I don't think he's necessarily thinking that Bloomstein's going to make, like, a big move here or anything. I think he's literally looking yeah. at his hand and going, I have two pair. I'm going to check yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. And Mark, before we get your answer to that question, I, I, uh, I want to give you my perspective to see what you think. So I, I, would, I would raise here if I'm Hesp because I think that – if this, if we're going to get any more out of this pot, it's it, you know, we're hoping that he has like ace queen, ace jack, ace king, you know, some sort of strong ace that that we're we're talking about. Where has hoping that Bloomstein has some strong ace. So I think if he has that, if we if we hope to get, if we hope that he's going to put more chips in later, it's got to be because he has one of those. So I'd rather just check raise right now and 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 get you know get more because I'm so strong against that, and I don't expect him to. To, to, to re-raise me with one of those hands. So I feel pretty good about, you know, raising and not not getting him to shut down a hand that he would likely, that he's going to continue with. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to shut down ace-queen, ace-jack, ace-king. And if he does shut down, he didn't have much anyway, and I wasn't going to get much more later. Right. That's that's my line there, SS. What do you think? Mark? Yeah, I, I'm totally fine raising. I, I think yeah. calling is okay, but this deep, uh, yeah. I want to get more money in the pot. Like, we've already shown down a King-9 bluff. We're known for sporadic play. Uh, Blumstein, his check back on the flop, he could perceive that Hess thinks that's weak, mm-hmm. which is what I would perceive. So, like, if I have kings here, I would probably call. So, yeah. if yeah. I'm calling with king-queens, and, and I know Hess doesn't know that, but... Yeah, I really like the I really like the raise based on just how deep they are, and that Blumstein can call with worse often. Yeah. Um, 
Like, it's unlikely he just decides to bluff, start bluffing here. Because, I mean, yeah. he's going to be bl- – I mean, Hess just doesn't know that. <laughs> but I guess that's just me thinking. Like, he, he's going to bluff all his king, queens, jack, ten, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, he has a hand that potentially could call here. So I like the raise. Now, yeah. okay, so we're all in agreement there. Yeah. yeah, all in agreement there. Okay, so then Hess check raised to $7 million. So we're all good there. And then Blumstein re-raises to $17 million. Um, so, okay. W- what do we think there on both ends, first of all? Is, I mean... Well, I for me, like, if I take the time to think about this, which we can talk about the fact that Hess did not take a whole lot of time before his next action. Um, yeah. If I start thinking about the way this hand played down and the way this board reads and the dynamic of this being the two chip leaders, like, I mean, I, I know it's easy for me to say because I'm watching the cards, but, man, I'm not trying to get all my chips in with Ace-10. No. Like, there's just no bluff. Like, no. Like, no. Uh, and I, I know that I know Mark and you are probably going to say the same thing. Like, Bloomstein is not doing this with Ace Seven, Ace Five, Ten. I mean, he doesn't have Ten Seven, but you know what I'm saying. He's not doing it with any yeah. like Ace X. You know, Ace King, Ace Queen, yeah. Ace Jack. So like, right. this is literally a set, pretty damn close to 100 percent of the time. I mean, I mean, yeah, but like, it's literally like top set way more than anything else because, yeah. or Tens. I don't think he's putting in another bet with sevens or fives. In fact, yeah. I would bet a lot of money on that. Tens, yes, because there's just more hands that he crushes because he probably assumes uh, Hesp is going to uh, maybe raise aces pre-flop. Maybe not out of the big blind, though. But, I mean, yeah, this is definitely like the nuts or the second nuts, mm-hmm. like yeah. always. Yeah. There, yeah. There is, I mean, there's no bluff here. There's yeah. zero bluffs. I mean, Hess potentially could still. I don't even know if calling is ever good here. I, I actually think folding is yeah. like the clear and only. Yeah. Just for the reasons I said, like I don't think Bloomstein is doing this with sevens. Like I really don't. Yeah. Like I don't. You have to think about ICM, man. Like the the remember they're still six. I mean they're eight handed. The difference from second to. To eighth is a shit ton, like three million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, Bl- there, and Blumstein's the should... shortest stack here. He's the shortest stack here. Yeah, so he's not getting he's in, exactly. Problems. Getting involved here, like, it just would be like bluffing on this exact board would just be bad on Blumstein. Like, I think it's okay to bluff on certain boards. Um, yeah. Just like as this is played out, like Blumstein has zero bluffs here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Zero, zero, especially versus villain uh, against someone else. Like, sure, we can get into the bluffing match, but Hesp is not the guy you want to be bluffing ever. <laughs> right? Like, he's yeah. just, you know, I mean, and yeah, he's just not the guy you want to be bluffing. He's stationary. Yeah. He's the guy you want to get value from. Yeah, and, and I'm trying to. I, I mean, I just, I don't can't. I, I just feel like in the moment, it's going to be so hard to fold. Here I'm never I'm never re-raising all in as which we all know is what Hess did, but like if you're calling here, and then you're gonna have to call a pretty big river bet you're assuming, or I mean well, you're dead to an ace you're literally yeah, dead to an ace, I know like yeah. that so like you should just fold. Yes, you should. You're right. You're right. I, I mean I this kill like I can't see how you could be 
I, I'm just going to repeat. I would just repeat everything you're about to, you said before. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just say ditto because I can't imagine how and, 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 I can't I can't look at this and see what he has that we're better than. Even that we have outs against. Like like I said, yeah. like if he's not raising sevens, like if he's raising sevens, like I guess we have more outs now with the ten. I mean, but he's just not like not chip lead vert. Like no, like especially in position, it's just not happening. <laughs> like, right. and it's crazy. Like. Any other given sir, any other final table, this hand is talked about differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually beat some more hands, but like we're talking the main event with millions yeah. of dollars. You don't get this yeah. kind of ICM anywhere else. Yeah. So, right. and especially knowing that it's Blumstein's first main event, yeah. um, yep. it's, yeah. just, it's just not happening here. Like yeah. nobody's this crazy. Yeah, I think the dynamics of this situation are very important. You know, the villain. The ICM, the fact that it's the main event, the fact that it's on TV, like all that stuff's important. If this is an eleven dollar turbo on carbon, like I'm just getting it in and being like, oh wow, sick <laughs> yes. cooler. Yeah. So it's not even yeah. just about the hands and the board, although that's a huge part of it. it. I mean, you have to take into account all those other factors, and all those other factors combined with this board is just like we're dead. We're just dead. Yep. I mean, so this I... is what. Like so, I bet a couple guys before I owe, as I always do. I've never won, by the way, five years running, and I bet three guys every year. That's hard to do. But Hess was one of the guys, and you know I love the guy, but I would have never put money on him to win outright. It was just gonna have to take the deck literally smacking him in the face fifty yeah, times, yeah. which uh, was what we were all praying for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just praying for that. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it shows so, you the I, difference. You know, I'm sorry. It shows you the difference in the skill level of some of these guys because, like, we can think back to that hand last year. I don't remember what the tournament was or what stage or who the players were, but where the guy had a full, like full house and the other guy had a straight flush and the guy like folded the full house. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was quad. There was a quads fold too. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, there was a quads fold. Too. Kyle, yeah, like, that was Kyle Bowler. He's the East Coaster. Yeah, like those are the things that like just show. The, the skill edge, you know, that some of these guys have. And, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I, I think if you put, I keep using Pacholi as the example because he's kind of the online pressure of the group, but, like, if you put him in Bloomstein's, or I'm sorry, in Hess's shoes, I think he does fold. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I bet my yeah. life on that. Yeah. He's a sicko. Yeah. Been yeah. around forever, like, 100%. Yeah. He also yeah. may not raise the turn just because of ICM. I mean, I, right. I still like raising the turn, but a lot of people would argue against it because of the jumps. I would just want to raise it on the off chance, like maybe Blumstein had a nine of diamonds or something yep. and checked it back yep. like, just to get value. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, there's no way this hand... In fact, I'm not sure this hand is played out with anyone on the table uh, the same way. Like, I, I literally think most of them would fold. Maybe Ott would, like, raise here and call. Not, nothing against Ott. Um, he was definitely probably the second spot. At, I don't even want to say he's a spot. That's so rude. <laughs> um, but he was kind of a spot. Like, definitely wasn't as skilled as the rest. Like, mm-hmm. and we'll get into a hand where it proves that he's not um, as skilled as the other ones. But, yeah. I think the only okay. way it probably plays out the same way is if the person in Hess's shoes is, like, the short stack or whatever, you know? Defends the big blind with ace-10, and then, you know, you're just maybe... Oh, yeah, 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 You know what I mean? This but, hand, yeah. This I get... completely plays differently. Would completely... 
But against anybody else with the same stack, stack it, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. All right, so let, let's close out the hand and move on to the next one. The last thing I just want to say here, so, we, you know, Hess does check raise, Blumstein makes it $17 million, and then Hess just, you know, jumps out of his chair, moves all in. I think that's, you know, definitely, you know, shows his inexperience, we, which we just talked about. Um, the only point I want to make is that, that this is the perfect example of there's no point in raising when they're never going to call you with worse. And... Like that is a basic like rule that even if you're not very experienced in tournaments to to live by, you can you know if you're faced with a situation where you're like, wow, I got a really good hand here and, and they just raised me or or what do I do here? You know, if they're never calling you with worse, there's no point in raising because you're only going to get called by better and, and you'll never get money on when you're ahead and you'll always lose when you're behind. And so that's just like a basic rule for anyone who's listening, looking for a little strategic tip. Um, I think it's a good one to keep in mind. Also a good rule, and we won't dwell on it too much, but you also don't want to get out of your chair and leave the table in the middle of a hand. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like, like, my heart skipped a beat. I'm yeah. like, dude, you can't go over and talk to the crowd yeah. in the middle of a yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 just, <laughs> lifeline, use the lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. And, I think they would have let him do anything. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny because yeah. he kind of jumped up, and I thought it was kind of like a frustration thing, like, oh my god, am I really beat here? And, but then he just came yeah. back and snapped, put his chips in. When, when he first jumped up, I was like, wow, he might actually come back and go, oh my god, I'm actually beat here and full. But then he just, yeah. he just snapped, got it in. So yeah. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. But that was cool. a game changer for sure, as you mentioned. Absolutely. Um, Alright, why don't we move on to the next hand? Yeah, let's get to the next one. Uh, which is... Yeah, so this is the Queen-10 hand from Bloomstein. Um, I'll run this one down. I don't so this has the chip counts on it, but I don't know if these are from the hand before or this is just the most latest. You, you want to just l- look at the one before. I'll tell you what they were before. Uh, Blumstein, like, of the black batch of uh, hands that Poker News reported on earlier, which was right before this, Blumstein had $157 million, and he's versus Ott in this hand, who has $34 million to, So that's basically what they have to start the Okay, hand. so what's important here... Um, so... Dan Ott started the hand with thirty-four million. Right, that's what he had in in the last. Yeah, that's what he yeah, had. It is, it is yeah. because he loses about that. Okay, so yeah. he is in third before this hand. Yeah. Um, uh, Hespes twenty-two. Actually, well, I mean, thirty-five million, thirty-four million. Like, yeah, yeah, they're close. basically yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hespes twenty-two million. Salas has fifteen million. Saud has fourteen million. Bring it up again. The money jumps in this are ridiculous. So keep that in mind in this hand because it's really important. Yeah, for sure. But they're they're not ridiculous at this stage of the tournament. Like at what's nine to six were not huge jumps. Like yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. They are jump. though in real life money. Maybe not like comparative to, uh, but like in real life money, there's significant jumps for a guy who's. I mean, Dan Odd had thirty six hundred in career caches. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Live cash yeah, but, and, play, and plays on ignition, like yeah, but but three two one are tr- insane money compared to like seven. Bro, you're six, talking about a guy that has thirty six hundred in career. Like, I mean, you're t- talking about a guy that lives in a third. Like, I mean, there's a lot of money like for for anyone for us. Like, yeah. these are yeah. big jumps. Like, yeah, but they, they've already made a lot of money. He's like one point two to one point four. Like, you have to think about that too. Like, he's already made 
mean, $1.2 million. You don't, you don't think these guys are thinking about $200,000? Like, I think, really no, don't? I, like, I think they You're are. Crazy. Yeah, of course they I, are. I, I think they are, and I'm certainly in my – I, I would have been – I don't know. I, I, it's I, a I disaster can... to make a mistake here. Like, it's a disaster. Like, especially when you're in fourth and you have three guys with uh, one – like, what, 15 big blinds, like – and you have 35. Yeah. It, it's tragic to, to make a mistake here. Yeah, right? but is, is, like, it, is, it, is it if it puts you in position to win? Like, I'm saying, yeah, you make a mistake, and if it's an awful, awful mistake, that's one thing. But if you make a marginal decision that that could put you in position for the win, like, if the jumps were 500K each, I would be 100% agreeing with you. But 200k, 100, you know, 200k. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it wouldn't. When, affect when did? How much money do you make a year? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, hey, can we have you some? Kidding me? The yeah, things I would, I can't even but, say the shit I would do for 200k on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Like, I, I get it. But if I just locked up 1.2 million and I'm like making a marginal decision. You know, one point to go to one point four, and I'm already at one point two, and and you know, also it's not like I waited three months to come back and 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 make two hundred k. Like you know, I just made one point two million three days ago. Like I think that that has an effect on people's psychology. But if it's a marginal decision and it puts me in position to actually win the thing and make eight million, I I, I, I I'm not saying I have nerves of steel and I could actually pull the trigger, but I feel like that's I feel like maybe you should be thinking about that. Yeah, I think, and I think I think and I think that's fine. Like that actually isn't. I, I mean, the reason I brought that up has nothing to do with how uh, Ott plays his hand. <laughs> it, it more has to do with how Blumstein plays the hand because Blumstein. Right. But yeah, let's get into the hand. I mean, yeah, I yeah, agree yeah, with okay. you. Like, I wouldn't take a thin edge, but like if I thought it was a good spot to reship. Yeah. Like maybe I would do that. Like, but yeah, okay. Yeah. And think about if anyone did that at this table, watching how people played, they would have crushed the table. If they, if anyone had that mindset where they they were playing for the win, you it, know, it's so hard when you have a guy with 180 big blinds. Like it's just so well, hard to do anything. Yeah. Well, in this particular hand, I was going to say steer clear of him. Obviously, this hand you're not steering clear of him. So I agree. Like he he could put you down. Well, I think but, the point. That yeah, Mark... and I'm actually not. Um, what were you going to say, Derek? I, I think the point that you made is really important. It, in a lot of ways, it's not even about what our chip stack is. It's that there's three guys with 15 big blinds, and I, I think I agree with Mark that to bust before all of them is a tragedy for sure. Like, yeah, I mean that's a lot of money between the yeah. three of them. Well, that's true. If you're looking at it that way, three. If you if you're talking about jumping three spots, where that's probably I don't remember what the payouts were, but you go from 1.2 to probably two. Or 1.8. Yeah, okay. Reasonable. I mean, in the f and here's Reasonable. the thing, dude. Like, here's the thing. The way you think is fine, but let's remember the button shoved 12 big blinds, and Brian Bacoli, who is an absolute boss on Poker Stars, uh, absolute boss, folds King Jack suited to a 12 yeah. big blind button jam. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever yeah. you think is fine, he <laughs> yeah. had the small blind fold ace queen, <laughs> like yeah. to a 12 big blind button <laughs> yeah, jam. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. you are right. in, you are on an island by yourself. <laughs> like, these guys are clearly thinking about this 200 and 500,000. Yeah. I saw yeah. that was the only thing about this final table was the worst folds. Um, 
Like King uh, like I mean, and it's easy for me to say because he had King Nine, but it's twelve big blinds like from the button, right. and the Ace right. Queen was the worst. The King Jack, I can whatever. Yeah, the Ace Queen was crazy. The Ace Queen right. was horrible. Fair, fair enough. It's easy for me to make the, to say this sitting, yeah. you know. Can't I love how Diego's just right going off. for it though. I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> Can't hide what's money. 300, what's three hundred thousand? <laughs> but I just put. I mean, yes, I, but I just put one point two million away. So sure. it's not like you it's, know who Uncle Sam is. You do not put one point two away because. Yeah. First off, you're going to have investors, and then Uncle Sam's yeah. going to bend you over backwards. So, <laughs> sure, yeah. And then but, all but, these guys have investors too. We all have investors yeah. for the main. Yeah. Yep. So okay. it's not point two; it's maybe three hundred, which right. is fair much different than one two. Fair, okay. fair enough. I, I made I'm my right. point. I made my point. Yep. Yeah. You did. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are at five hundred thousand. One million are the blinds. Uh, Dan Ott. Is under the gun. He raises to two point seven million. Um, okay, let's, let's stop there. Yeah. Just uh, Diego, like everyone, like you guys both start the, the open. What do we think? What does he have again? Because they don't say what he has. He's he eight full. nine, right? Eight nine suited. Yeah. Eight I, nine suited. I mean, under the gun. Who's, who's in the big blind? Seven handed. The big blind. I. It was the shorter stacks because. I believe Piccoli, yeah, Piccoli was directly to his right, and then it was Pollock. Oh no, Sol- it was Solace direct to his right. It's the short stacks are in the small and big blind. So he's so like, <clears throat> so the short stacks are in the blinds. He's got like thirty-five big blinds to start the hand, and he's raising to two point seven well, from under the gun. Piccoli's a mid stack. I shouldn't say short stack. He's a mid okay. stack. Also, oh, Piccoli has a decent stack. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really like it. I, I. I get it, and I've certainly done it in like you know, Forgotta tournaments, but I, I don't think I would do it here. I agree, Derek. Um, yeah, I just don't. It just kind of seems a little unnecessary. Although the table was playing pretty tight at this point. Yeah. Um. So you know, might have just been a game. Other thing. other than him, other than him. Yeah. Yeah. True. Ott was kind of mixing it up a bit, flatting out of the big blind wide. Like. Yeah. He definitely impressed me with that. Having said that, this open is just like if Blumstein has any bit of a pulse, like he's just going to make his life miserable. Yeah. And he yeah. wasn't. Like, it's not like the table was super three bed happy. Uh, the problem is, if you open here, what happens if you get three bet? Like, yeah. you're just right. always calling because you're getting the yeah. most ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. And then you're, then you're giving up six, seven million of your stack with eight, nine suited. <laughs> so you out, almost out of position. Open, you almost want to open good. like just like a seven so you don't have to flat the three bet yeah. like right. Right. um right. and i'm not like it wasn't a three bet happy table um i having said all that it's not the worst open like it's yeah. really not i wouldn't open here because i'm ha- like I, i'm just not I, like again like diego said opening here it's debatable it gives you a better chance to win the tournament um yep. right but yeah and i mean i, I just have... would like more chips and we have like thirty, you know, thirty million or whatever, and I mean we're basically putting in almost ten percent of our stack just on this open. Like, yeah, seems like a. I mean, I don't know if the size sizing matters, but I mean, I guess if we're opening, maybe we can just open a little smaller. Cause yeah, it's just under the gun. Under the gun is tough to yeah. open. Yeah. Like you yeah. want to open like closer to three X under the gun, but probably true. I'm just folding anyway, I, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, especially think... with the annies too. The annies are yeah. huge in this thing, yeah, so yeah, I'm folding as well. So we all agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and because because of like you know, 
what we've been talking about with the, the weight of the situation, like if I get to a flop where the right thing is to shove or, or you know, I have a draw or I got to call down a couple of streets with my mid pair, like I, it's just a disaster for my stack at this point. Like it's just so much better to just not not get involved in, in hands like this right now. Yeah. Having said that, if I had 45 big blinds, I would open yes. Like that's different the story. difference to me is 45 yep. to 35 big blinds totally just based on – like, yep. I could not fold do a three-bet here. Like, I would have to call because yes. the map is going to be so good. Yeah, so okay. we have to think about that when we open hands. But, That's yeah, exactly. let's, let's go ahead. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Ott races 2.7 million. Uh, Bloomstein is in the hijack and three-bets to 6.6 6 million. Uh, and he has Queen-10, correct? Queen-10-0. Queen yeah, Queen-10-0. So, like, you know, exactly what... What a Marcus great... What a great perception by Bloomstein 3-bet here. And this is why he is a... This shows you why he is a good poker player, because that is... He picked up on that. I think all of them picked up on the fact that Ott was opening really wide. If any of them had any guy in the crowd, you could tell that Ott was kind of like... I, I mean, I, I know he plays on ignition. He's kind of just like opening when he's supposed to, and didn't seem like he was thinking about like <clears throat> ICM spot, stuff like that. Um, right. But yeah, say he didn't, like, an awesome spot to 3-bet. The thing is, if we're 3-betting under the gun opens here from the hijack with Queen-10-0, that's a really wide range. But just, like, based on the spot itself with stacks yeah. set up the way they are, I love it. I think it's outstanding. This, this was not a hand – obviously, this is not a hand 3-bet. This is a situational 3-bet, and that's that's what – you know, that's why I think Blumstein is a, is a good player. I think he. he yeah, I think I think it helps to have a hand that plays well post, which Queen yeah. Ten does. Like I don't want to yeah. be three betting. Well, actually, Queen Deuce is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this plays well post. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he makes a six point six million uh, odd things for a moment, and then calls. And so when I'm not shoes at this position, and this happens. This is exactly the flop I don't want to see. <laughs> uh, so the flop yeah. comes eight four so deuce rainbow. It's like one of I know, those... you, it's fu it's funny you say that, and it's like, well, then what do we want? Like we just want like nine nine eight, or like a flop flush or a flop yeah. straight, a yeah. straight flush, a straight so flush. It's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm with you though. Like, I am not happy here, and this is why yeah. I probably just fold this exactly. beautiful hand. Yeah, it's like I'm out of position. Everything's awkward. Um, yep. <laughs> like, dude, Blumstein could go three here every time, like, and we're folding bottom set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is such a... Yeah, it's a, it's, a bad, it's a rough spot, like... Yeah. I mean, I don't really know for folding bottom set. I'm just joking. But yeah, okay. That's, so, yeah, that's so flop is, flop is 8-4 deuce rainbow. Um, so, flop, uh, Ott flops top pair, and uh, Bloomstein has queen high. Uh, Ott checks, and Bloomstein bets 4.5 million. Um, thoughts? I mean, I guess at this point, like I said, I get myself in these spots all the time. I'm not real stoked right now, but I mean, we're not folding, right? I mean, we also have <laughs> extra. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to fold here. You, you got top pair. You, you you know, you have to at least see if Blumstein's willing to put in another bullet. Um, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he, be, he could be light here. I mean, he could be bluffing. So, yeah. but I hate my life. I just absolutely hate my life. I, I want to say something. Blumstein's sizing the entire tournament was outstanding. Yeah. And I think really this was. is like less than one third <clears throat> here. Uh, yeah. He knew that like online and stuff, like you can get away with one third C bet sizing uh, live main event, final table. You can get away with like one fifth and Blumstein yeah. knew that. And his sizing was like spectacular. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about his game. I don't know if he talked to someone about that, but it was amazing. 
Yeah, I would agree. And 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 sizing is hard live because you don't know how much is in the pot. You got you know like that's another thing you have to do. You have to like do the math and add it all up and figure out how much is on the, in the pot. Casey would say some smart-ass comment about your math skills right now, but <laughs> I won't. No, no, <laughs> no I know, agree. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Like, I, I no. just say, I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, okay, pre-flop, it was, uh, he put in, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm wasting my, va- not, I mean, I know I have more as much time as I want, um, but you have to add that all up, and so to get it right is another skill of someone, I guess, who has experience playing live. All right, so I think we all agree that we are calling here, um, ever giving any thought to just like check raising or check jamming this flop? I mean, it's 30 bigs and we've been three bet free, so I assume not. Yeah. From from what we talked about earlier, ICM wise, nah, just check call. Like, I don't want to check shove and he just has tens and we're showered. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not happy with the spot because Blumstein is going to be barreling. Like I, I already Like, I already know that, so... It's just it's going to be a tough spot no matter how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like no matter what comes on the turn. And uh, okay, so let's move to the turn. The turn does yep. not make life any easier uh, because it is the Ace of Clubs, which is probably one of the worst cards for us to see. If we were ahead before, we might not be now. So the board now reads eight yep. four Deuce Ace. Uh, like nine. It's like sorry to cut you off, That's but right. I'm like ninety five percent sure we have nine eight of clubs. It, it took me forever to figure this out, but I'm damn near certain we turned to flush draw as well. Which is important. Yeah, you know, that is yeah. important because now that you mention that... Um, I'd be shocked if I was wrong, too, not to sound... I mean, I'm pretty sure I remember this exact hand. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And it actually kind of explains things because um, after the Ace of Clubs turn, Ott checks, Bloomstein bets 7 million. And in my... It, in the description, it says Ott wasted no time and called. And in my head, I'm thinking, wow, I'm really not thinking about folding to the 3-bet pre and now barrel barrel, <laughs> you know, with... with a pair of eights here, but yeah, the fact that it's eight nine of clubs, I think you're 100 percent right. It makes way more sense. This is just a uh, disaster, guys. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just think. I'm just like squirming. This like, is just I, a disaster. The worst. Uh, but there's nothing we can do other than just check call. Yep, that's the worst card. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think. Do we all agree that if this is like the ace of diamonds that we're just folding now? Yeah, I am. I don't know about Ott though. Ott, this is. On. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm definitely folding. In fact, I'm like happy to see the Ace of Diamonds just be. Yeah. This is exactly <laughs> I why totally I don't want to open. Like, yeah. Blumstein totally can agree. just destroy us. Yep. Yeah, it's totally a great spot for sure. But uh, as played, yeah, we call. All right, so we call, and the river is the Queen of Hearts, so we brick everything. And I think this is kind of where it gets interesting, especially from Blumstein's standpoint, because. You know, reminder for the listeners, Bluestein has Queen Ten here. So like, when I'm in Bluestein's shoes, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, maybe Odd has an Ace here or something else. But now we either, you know, we we might have the best hand a bunch, um, and this is just a great opportunity for me to check check my showdown value and get to the, you know find out who wins essentially. Um, but Bluestein doesn't take that angle. <laughs> um, Ott checks. And Bloopstein shoves all in, which I remember this was a hand that we were texting back and forth about a lot, Mark, in our group. And we just couldn't believe... Like, I think we were all saying the same thing. Like, is this value or is this a bluff? Yeah, I just I'm don't still understand not sure. I'm completely confused. Like, it goes back to what we said about the last hand. It's like, what worse is going to call him? Only better... I mean, I, I feel like 
I, I, if I'm Blumstein, I'm feeling like I got a vice grip on this hand when the queen falls. Like I, I do not, ex I expect to be ahead here. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe he's he turned some weak ace, but what is he calling me? What weak ace is he calling the flop? So I feel maybe, like maybe ace five, a diamond, right? Something like ace that. Five of hearts. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But I feel pretty confident I have the best hand here. But what worse hand is going to call me? And I figure out the only things that are going to call me are are better. So what I just want to say what he's well, doing. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so do we think he fold like so at this point in the hand, he has odd has 16 million where if the hand just ended now, he would be in third to last place. Do we think he ever folds an ace here as play uh, yeah. Okay. I no, guess no, I'm just throwing it, yeah. throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Because no. this is where this is where, like, okay, so on, bluffing. on, on, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's debatable. On paper, like, if you just didn't know anything about the hand, like, you didn't know any of the players, this is a value bet. You, like, I don't like, it's a thin, thin, thin value bet. Uh, you can get called by jacks, like, occasionally, and nines, like, obviously not tens. Um... So yeah, on paper this is a value bet. I don't think that's what Bloomstein was thinking, but there's no way of proving that. Like yeah. I think he honestly believes that he can get ought to fold an ace just because of ICM. Yeah. You know, you might be right. That's true, but like that's, that's right. how I felt. And like I, it I think, is a value yeah. bet, though. It is like it, it is a value bet. Like if we don't know the players, the situation, like we just saw the hand, we'd be like, Oh wow, this is a really thin value bet. Like, I mean, he can well, still get called sure. by those two hands. Like it's very, very thin, too thin. It's a value bet in like a $20 tournament online, like where you're going to, and it doesn't, I mean, even then if it puts a person out of the tournament, it's going to be hard for them to call. I mean, this but, could be a value bet in a higher buy-in online tournament too. I don't think it has to do with the buy-in. I just think more just the, I mean, yeah, it does a little bit. Like, just the pay jumps here being so... Yeah, the pay uh, jumps, right. Crazy. So, I mean, I guess I guess it'd be hard for him to call with a weak ace. So, But what what ace does he have here? Like, I don't think... I mean, he's got those wheel aces, the ace three and the yeah. ace five. Like, I mean, some of those he's going to open here if he's opening nine eight. Like, I'm sure True. some of those could be in his... Uh, he's all, like, I don't know. what is, Does he float ace ten of diamonds, ace jack, ace jack of clubs? Like, any of the two over... Aces, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I kind of think it's more like he's got like a gutter, like if he has any aces. I just don't know if he's going to fold those or if he's supposed to. He's probably not supposed to fold those because of just how Blumstein is supposed to react on this run out. Right. Um, like say Blumstein has Jack 10-0, like he has to just go three here. Yeah, right. right. Um, has so Blumstein said anything? That's kind of, no, they didn't talk during this hand. So that's also interesting. Like, since we, I, like, I'd assume Blumstein is going three with his complete no pair hands often. That kind of makes the Queen 10 a bit more interesting, like, as far as value betting, because if Ott's thinking on that level, having said that, it's just way, it's just too thin. Like, yeah. if we think he's, there's a chance he folds an ace, like, what are the chances he calls with pocket nines or pocket jacks? Probably not likely. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think checking back is just like the far superior play. Yeah. Uh, yep. And like the times he does have an ace that he's not folding, like I don't want to just give him fifteen more mil, and now he's yeah. all of a sudden at seventy yeah. mil. Like I only have two to one on second and third. Like, 
Yeah, because Pollock is at like 70-something as well. Right. But I don't know, game flow, maybe he felt that the guy who had $3,600 in career on live profits, which doesn't mean much. It just means this guy isn't traveling the circuit and crushing and playing like in Europe. And we already know it's been said that he's an ignition rag, only plays on ignition. Right. Like, this is a decent spot to maybe get him to fold an ace. I mean, if there's a guy that could fold an ace, wouldn't you assume it's the guy that has 3,600 career winnings and plays on ignition? And I'm not even clowning right. ignition. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I mean, that's me. that seems like the prototypical <laughs> spot. It's me too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe maybe it's, you know, maybe he's – let's throw a, a 2009 concept out there, but maybe he's merging, right? Maybe he's thinking there's a chance I get called by an eight, not a huge one, but when you combine that – of For value and as a bluff, which – yeah, I'm not sure he's thinking that. You broke up for a second, Diego. So yeah, I was yeah. Just your thought. Okay. I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I'm not sure how good Blumstein. Like, if he's on that, if he's thinking about that kind of stuff, and that's not just me saying. Like, I'm not sure how good he is. I just don't know if he thinks that way. Like, first time playing the main event, only flew out for this event. So I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. In fact, we said that in our chat. Like. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he is doing to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm more like honestly, I still believe Blumstein is bluffing. He thinks he's bluffing. He is value betting, but I think he thinks he's bluffing. Right. Right. I think he's turning into a bluff. Like I, I really do. That's just my preference. I mean, right. that's just what I think. And most people will disagree with me because yeah. but like he acted kind of quick. Like I don't think he was shoving to get called by worse. Like yeah. Just don't. Right. Um, yeah, but technically, he is value betting. And I have, I don't know, ace five, ace ten, any of these kind of hands. Like, my balls are shrinking up. Like, I'm probably, I might fold. Dude, I think a lot of people are going to fold here. I mean, given yeah. pot odds, like, I remember listening to a Polk thing, and he's like, oh, we, any ace we call here. Okay, Doug Polk. You're worth millions. <laughs> right. Like yeah. this guy right. has 3,600 in career live tournament earnings. Right. Uh, it's a lot easier for a guy with a million dollars to just understand pot odds and easily call. These guys have to take into account these jumps. Some of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I, I think there's a shot. You know who knows? This is the beauty of poker. I could talk about the spot for six days in a row and yeah. we could never come up. <laughs> right. Like this is such a sick spot, and like I get it. Like, yeah, I, I, it's just awesome. Yeah, I, I thought it was super interesting too. My favorite hand of the entire World Series by far, and it's not even close. Just because I thought it was interesting to look at both sides and see, like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it did kind of look like Ott. Maybe he was gesturing, but it kind of looked like he was either gesturing to be like, okay, I call with an ace or something like that, or like he genuinely, or maybe he was really thinking of calling. I don't know. But he yeah. definitely tanked and like thought about it. So I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. If he had called, it would have been really the sickest hand of the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Blumstein, this is the if Blum, Scott, if you're listening, this is the hand that I think everyone wants to know what was going through your mind. So share <laughs> please share it with us. I, yeah. And I hope he doesn't try to save face and just like be like I was value I, I mean whatever. I'm like convinced like uh, yeah. There's people that know him. There's people that know him. Yeah, yeah. I, just don't, I, just don't, I don't think someone would value bid here like this thin at the fine. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, especially maybe someone we'll find that out. hasn't played the main event. 
Like, yeah. first time playing the main event, hadn't been there all series. Like, I just kind of doubt that he's value betting, but to each their own. Either way, yep. six sick hand. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on to uh, the final hand that we're going to cover here from the World Series of Poker main event. Uh, Diego, you want to go over the, the Pollock bust out? Yeah, so, all right, so this is, um, so Pollock, uh, we're at, we're at 1.2 million, 2.4 million. Okay, so obviously level 42, huge blinds. Uh, Pollock moves all in for 35 million. So that's, what is that? It's like, uh, it's like 15 big blinds um, on the button. Ah, okay, so Pollock has... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pollock has queen 10, and he moves I mean, in let's, for... Let's, let's talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. Well, he is the short stack, right? Because they're starting the hand. Ott has 45 million, and Blumstein has like 280 million. And this is definitely a plus EV shove. If you shoved here, you're going to win chips. Like, yeah. there's no doubting that. It's just, yeah. is it the best play? And I don't think so. I think limping is really yeah. interesting here. Like, we have a hand that, sure, we're not deep enough to be playing, like, three street poker. But we have a decent hand where yeah. if we limp and someone ISOs, I mean, the, the problem with that is, is Blumstein can just murder yes, us. Yes, that, that's exactly so, what I was going to say. Uh, Blumstein could punish us here if we limp and Ott calls or if... It's just you know. like when you when you yeah. limp first, especially off 15 bigs, like is Blumstein just going to rip super wide, like not knowing what our limping range is? It just hadn't happened. Having said that, I don't hate the shove. Yeah. I probably would mix in the limp and like just see. I would see what Blumstein does and be like, okay, if he jams the first time I limp the button, now I'm just gonna start chipping this. But yeah, I think I limping here it. is like completely fine. I actually think yeah. limping here is yeah, I think that's fair. Probably the I, best option. Like, it's very, it's creative. Um, it's not about being creative good. though. Uh, it's just like you're in position and you have you have yeah. a really weird stack where. The Annies are big. Be one big blind. So you'd increase by. Hmm. I mean, you would grab. You would grab four big blinds free by shoving if if no one calls. Three six. No. No, sorry. Two big blinds. Two big. Yeah, blinds. two big blinds. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, right, if it's right. four, yeah, we'll yeah. shove every time. No, no, you're right. You're so right, I think you're going honest. going from fourteen, fifteen to seventeen. I mean, it's something. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely something. Uh. I, again, whatever. I, we're yeah. Pick it. You know, it's shoving. I think on. you could. I think you could do either one too, and I think. You know, I think there's nothing to nothing wrong about. What and like honestly, with. you could fold too. There's an argument yeah. to fold just because of how big the jump is from third to second. Yeah, yeah. and that's and been mixing it up so much that we can sort of hope that he's going to continue to do that. Right. Um, I mean, I do think in this case. It might have saved us because, I mean, not to be results oh, but if we fooled here, Ott might be shoving <laughs> from the small blind. Yeah. I, I would just want to have a limping range here so I could limp my really strong hands that I'm going to call with. Yep. And, like, I would just want to see how Blumstein reacts. Like, sure, he can ICM bang and just go at it, but, I mean, he's also going to have to be aware that we could be limping as a trap. But, yeah, okay, shoving is fine. I think raising is... Okay, min raising, yeah. but yeah. I mean, I I kind of prefer shove or limp. Yeah, yeah, I, I think for the yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just think that I think fifteen bigs is, you know, I mean, we're not we're not stoked to be in the position we're in, but that's a decent like we're not. No, it not doesn't feel that short. Mode. I know, yeah. like if we have ten bigs, I'm instantly shoving. I'm with you, and like I don't want to fold though. So like, right. 
Yeah, it makes the and limp I mean, that much more sexy. Like, if I had aces here, like, I really would limp for the same reasons you both may be hesitant to not limp because right. of what Blumstein's going to do. So I would yeah. want to – I mean, it's hard to balance with 15 bigs because we're just not going to be at 15 bigs very often. But between, like, this 12 to 25 big blind stack, yeah, like, if we had 25 bigs, I would want to be limping the button to see some flops in position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see how Blumstein reacts. Like, and we can adjust accordingly. Like, if we limp and he shoves, we lose one big blind of 15. Right. Like, we, it's nothing. Yeah. It's literally nothing. Having yeah. said that, shoving is profitable. I just don't – I don't think it's the best play. I, I agree. It sounds like we're all kind of on the same page. Yep. In fact, I would never shove this exact spot. Like, this exact spot. Online, yes, I'll just shift 15 and move on. But we don't get to play the main event three-handed very often. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. so he limps. Okay. Right, he can't, he can't. <laughs> can't change history. history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he, he does shove. And then Ott uh, you know, has him covered, um, has 45 million to his 35 in the small blind, and <clears throat> shoves king nine. Um, I, I just don't know, like. I don't know. I, I, does anyone think that's good? And if it's not, can we ration, rationalize what he's thinking here? Not to put him like, once again. I thought he played a lot of hands very good, but I just don't understand this one. Uh, that's what we're here for, he... right? We're here to critique. Yeah. So you know, yeah, we keep yeah. Real. Uh, it's yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was shocked. I mean, I, you know, I guess you could make the argument. Well, he's ahead, <laughs> but well, we have to think about Pollock shoving range. I mean, we're over here talking about maybe folding Queen Ten, so that means. Yeah. I think Pollock had shoved lighter before this. I don't know if Ott had that information. Did he get called once before this? I don't I remember. He did. There was some weird... I think like... he did too, and it was lighter than King-9, and yeah. that made me feel like... Yeah. I think it was Jack-9. I was going to say, I think it was... Yeah, I was going to say like Jack-9 or Jack-9 Dude, Jack so nine like the, or... the human... Yeah, I think it was Jack-9 suited too. So the human brain works really weird in spots like yeah. this. Like, he sees Jack-9 shove, oh, I have King-9, like... And I yeah. guarantee that's exactly what happened in this spot. If that Jack, I'm pretty sure it was Jack Nine suited. And, and how I mean, did it he, run out? Even if not, I, I mean, he could be he could be assuming Pollock is shoving like eight nine suited here, right? And thinking, well, or you know, or nine ten, or 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 you know, suited connector, a lot of different suited connectors that he's actually ahead of. But but you know, that doesn't account for all the times he's behind, plus the ICM considerations, plus the fact that he's not closing the action. Very, 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 very good point there. Closing the action here, it becomes a bit closer. I'm still not calling with King-9 off. Um, But, like, yeah, in the small blind with the big stack behind us, like, no. Like, the best-case scenario here is Pollock shoving and Blumstein calling. Mm -hmm. And we're just sitting there, like... With a fucking three, yeah. uh, what is it, two million dollar free roll? Like, yeah. <laughs> and we become the biggest Blumstein fan ever. In fact, I put on a shirt. Uh, when yeah. I, like, I mean, <laughs> dude, that's the weirdest dynamic of the final table is like people oh, rooting so against others. But you yeah. have to. I mean, you run over to his rail with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah high fiving him and stuff. Oh shit. I, so, I, I, let me ask you this, Mark. What, what, given that, um, what should I? shoving here like what do you think is a shove here what's you know i was hoping you didn't ask me that (laughs) (laughs) reveal your ranges um i I mean that that jack that jack nine should come into play okay 
like and I'm pretty sure I, I really hate that we don't can't confirm that but I'm like pretty sure that it was Jack Nine suited okay so let's just start with the aces or yeah. we can start with pairs too um, I think like sixes plus I mean, five uh, I, is going to be close to. I, I mean, tired. but I may I may go to sevens because it's the main. But like, I'm not shoving. Se- I, I mean, I I don't think we can fold sevens. Like, I think that's a trash because Pollock's going to be shoving all pairs, a hundred percent of pairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's going to be shoving a lot of ace, ace x. I mean, that's why fives and sixes becomes really close because. I mean, that's a shit ton of hands you beat if he's jamming ace-two suited. And since I've seen him jam jack-nine suited, I mean, yeah, like, those pairs are going to be, you know, dominating a lot of the ace-axes. Uh, what I were you going to say? I, I, I think I'm probably going to just be a little tighter and, and like, border my eights are my borderline. And I know that's tighter than your range, but since – and that's because I'm not closing, right? So if, like, eights are kind of the middle of what I'm ahead of and then I'm flipping everything else, yeah, but- then – then I still have that Bloomstein factor. The, I mean, know, the, the Bloomstein. I I understand that, but like, and then, and then that's the way more relevant. Then, that's way more relevant with King Nine. Yeah, but ICM here, yeah. we're ahead of Paul. Like, we don't. We have to worry about Pollock's range here. Like Bloomstein, yes. Like a hand like King Nine comes into play, but other than that, we should just play Chip EV. Like, as far as like the stronger holdings, because we have Pollock covered. So if we beat oh, Pollock, true. he's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It'd be different yeah. if we had less chips in him, for sure. We'd have to call okay. much tighter here. But yeah, since we are ahead of Pollock, I mean, I don't – sure, I can, I can get down with eights plus and, like, just be that much tighter because it's the main event. Uh, I don't know if I could look down at sevens and fold and sixes is still close. And then aces, like – I don't know. I was kind of thinking ace nine suited, ace ten oh. Um, King queen suited is, like, like call the clock on me because I'm – like, yeah. King Jackson, like <laughs> There's a lot of tough spots here. I, I definitely would be tighter. Um, I think I think Ace Jack suited is my my bottom. Once again, a little tighter than yours. I think I'm just gonna play a little tighter here. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if you see a guy shove Jack Nine suited, you're gonna look down to like Ace Eight suited and fold. But then I mean, you I, know that he. But you also know he's good, and you know that he knows that you know that. Like nobody's just I, shoving I, correctly. Like Jack Nine suited was a shove when he shoved. Like it's fine. Yeah. Mm. Um, if he's shoving correctly. Like yeah, and I understand there is ICM, but like you have to realize Blumstein has a shit ton of chips. So this is where for me I'm gonna go for fold King Nine here still, but there yeah. becomes a certain point where if we win this hand, like we're only a two to one deficit head up for the main event title. Right. Right. Uh, and now we've locked up a good chunk of change. Like where you were talking about earlier getting all cray cray because of the three hundred thousand <laughs> like now we've secured a decent chunk of change. Uncle Sam takes his piece. My backer takes his piece. I mean, I don't know. I think it would be a crime to fold like Ace-10 suited. I, I don't know. Derek, what are you calling with? Uh, I think the correct range is closer to yours, but knowing the fact that I'm a nit and it is the main event and the pay jumps and ICM, like I can see myself tightening up towards... Diego's range a little bit. So, so you would fold sevens from a button fifteen to one. I don't. Show? I don't. Think I don't think so. either of you would. No. I, I don't know if I'm not saying I definitely would, but I, I feel like 
No, I feel and like... you have him covered. That's the key. Yeah, you have yeah, him have covered. Him, yeah. That is important. Yeah, so, I mean, sevens is a good hand in this spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sixes, like ace, ten uh, suited. I don't know. Like, I were, were, I mean, but this is a good talk. Like, yeah. we're all calling yeah. eights. That's good. Yeah, I think, I'm okay I think with eight, the ace, ten. I think sevens is harder than ace, ten. Uh, more likely to do sevens than ace, ten because, you know, the, there's definitely going to be more hands with jacks that I'm worried about. That, you know, that, that, that could have yeah, relatively it, good equity against it's me. Just, the, the thing is with sevens is you're going to dominate more hands than you are with that's ace-ten. What, that's what I'm saying. Well, thank you. That's what I tried to say, and I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> figure out the words. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what I tried to say. I, I couldn't figure out the words. But that, that's why sevens is definitely – like, I think I'm, I'm ace-ten off, definitely gone. Ace-ten suited, probably gone. But yeah, I think I just – I don't know. I think I would just not want to lose – finish third in the main event with Ace-10 suited. I mean, you, you, <laughs> I, oh, God, get that out of here. <laughs> look, look at it. Hey, hold on. Time out. Can I get – can we rewind the podcast and go back to Mr. Jano <laughs> talking about the freaking 300K? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go for so you're gonna now go for it. you're gonna go for it eight handed and then three handed you're gonna tighten up. I can't yeah, because now we're talking, we're, I can't we're, talk, <laughs> we're talk we're talk, we're talking one point six million dollar pay jump at this point. Like you before it was two hundred two. You have them covered. I know, two, I know. The fact that I have them covered. Yeah, sense. but the difference between third and second to first is like ridiculous. Like first is eight mil, second was four point seven, and what was third? I mean, now the jump is gigantic. For, like yeah. this is where you need to go for it. Usually in any tournament you play, like this is kind of like once you get three hand, it's like all right, balls to the wall, let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. Throw that all out. Like I'm just giving you yeah. shit anyway. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it's important. Like I, I think like if I looked, you have to realize. Okay, is Benjamin Pollock shoving any ace here? Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. So he yeah. is. So like yeah. if he, if he is. I mean, you better get sixes and ace eight suited in your range if he's shoving any ace because we could do the math, but we're not going to waste time. Yeah. Ace deuce to ace seven is a shit ton of combinations. Yeah. Deuces through sixes, deuces through fives. That's a shit ton of hands. And sure, cer- certain amount of time he's going to have the king jack, the king queen, king ten. We're ahead, but we dominate a shit ton of his shoving range. If you guys agree, he's shoving any ace. Like I think he is too because previously shoved the jack nine before this hand so i'd be like okay this guy's shoving correctly maybe he tightened it up a tad but i still don't think he's gonna look down on an ace and just fold here i, I just don't like maybe he doesn't shove the queen nine oh now yeah. uh, I, 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 I think you made a good argument i think you made a good argument there i think i buy it i get it you're buying you're a buyer i'm buying <laughs> i'm buying i'm buying i'm buying but but let, let's let's be if this was the first time he shoved i'm kind of on board with you guys with the eights the ace jack like I, I want to see him shove something or, like, have my buddy on the rail 30 minutes later be like, dude, he shoved fucking 8-5 uh, suited there, 15 bags. Right. And then it's like, yes, like, anytime we can get added information, boom. That's why we yeah. use a HUD. Yada, yada. Yeah. Yep. But I think we can all agree King Nine's going in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. We're, talking, we're fighting over an H10. No, because Diego had to ask me the question that I would have yeah. never asked anyone because it's a tough question in this spot. <laughs> sorry. Well, that's no, so, sorry. So third is 3-5 and second was 4-7. So it's 1.2 difference there. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. And then between yeah. first, third and first is 4.5 mil. So, like, if there so, was ever a time to, like, play chip EV, 
it's now. Yeah. No, no. You know what? I thought third was two point six, and second was four point seven. So I, I was completely. I, I didn't realize it was three point five. That is much closer than I thought. Yeah, that changes. Everything. Yeah, that changes it a lot. Okay. All right, so let's move on. I think we all agree on on at least uh, the King Nine, like Derek said. Yeah. Um, so Blumstein has Ace Queen, um, and I mean, he's obvi- he's the overwhelming. Like I think being the overwhelming chip leader makes this even easier. But it, could you find? I mean, is, is there? A, I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Should he? Could he be folding here? Or should he ever be folding here? And you got two all ins right in front of you. Uh, just asking. I'll ask it. I, I, I don't think you can, but I debated it. I debated it in yeah. the moment. I, like when he was, yeah. t- he didn't think like super long, but he definitely thought about it for a minute. And I was like, damn, like, I mean, like, do we want to go up against like eights and Jack ten suited here or something? You know, <laughs> like I don't know. And like we have, we have to assume Art is we we don't want giving him king nine. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm giving him a much tighter range here. So yeah, I'm with you, Derek. Like I'm definitely thinking. Yes. Um, thinking and folding two different things. Yeah. yeah. The fact um, that we have so many chips, I think obviously. I, I know. Helps, <laughs> you know, if if we had way less chip, like maybe we're the chip leader, but like if we lose this hand, somebody else is the chip leader. Like I think it becomes way tougher. Say we're say it's yeah. like we all have twelve bigs and this happens. We all have fifteen <laughs> bigs, like and this right. happens. Like you probably should fold for the money jump, but that's all another right. story. Yeah. I, I think this is a t- tough spot. I mean, I'm gonna call at the end. But, like, had they been playing tighter and we hadn't seen, like, I don't know. I think that Jack-9 really comes into play here. Like, when you know what the button's shoving yeah. and now how Ott's going to adjust to that, like, Ace-Queen just kind of dominates the shoving guess, and the calling yeah. rate. Well, my guess is that um, – If I'm know, wrong, just, we are not wrong on that Jack-9. <laughs> I remember. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to assume that I'm crushing Pollock's range and I'm going to assume that at worst – I mean, yes, he could have better than ace queen, uh, but my guess is, my a lot of the times he's going to have those pairs that we were just talking about, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm crushing Pollock. I'm probably, you know, flipping versus Ott. Um, me sometimes I'm dominating him if he loses his mind like he did, and sometimes I'm dominated when he has a great hand here. But given that, given that I'm crushing Pollock, probably flipping with Ott. You know what? I could end the whole tournament here. <laughs> I, think you bring, I think you bring up a good point because that's how you start in this hand. You start with the button, and you're like, okay, ace queen. Yeah. I am shitting on the button. Yeah. Yeah, and I exactly. think you you establish that that makes the hand a lot easier now. Yeah. Now exactly. we have to go through the small blind, and like if he's yeah. got a Mark Aliota range, yeah, we should yeah. be calling like instantly. Now yeah. if he has a tighter, if he has a tighter Derek, and there's I'm not like tighter isn't worse or anything it's just our like our ranges are a bit different so now we go to the tighter range like you two and i ace queen like against that like if you're saying you're only calling ace jack now i'm probably beat by more hands than i actually beat right so it becomes tougher like it it becomes much tougher um yeah i still flick because like i said i think once you think about pay jumps and stuff like i think we actually have the small blind beat often yeah, and um, even if we lose, yeah. we're still in really good shape, you know, stack-wise. Yeah. yeah, and these guys have a pulse, too. Like, they're sho- Pollock's shoving correctly. Like, I mean, it's not like they're shoving incorrectly, like where Pollock's range here is, like, nines and ace-jack, you know, like. Right. So, yeah, still tough. 
And I would think, yeah, I remember he goes, I need to count from both of them and like point to both of them. And I was dying because that's probably what I would do too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so excited, but I would just want to count so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. you, like, you don't want to make a mistake and call and realize, like, oh shit, like, yeah. Oh, uh, I had way more than I thought. Yeah. 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 I've done that. I've definitely done that in live tournaments before. I, I'd make like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in. And then it's like, what? Actually, in the tournament I played, a guy had big yeah, chips. Alec Torelli, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guy, guy had big chips. I not we won't digress, but a guy did that. I called it all in. The guy had big chips behind, and and I had Ace King anyway, so I was like, okay. But like, if I had made a more marginal call, I would have like actually made a big stink about it because the guy had chips, you know, big chips hidden. Yeah. Yeah, so which cool. is the, the moral of the story to that is count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Count, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. And if you hide your chips, you're scum. Don't listen to us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, really exactly. annoying. I hate people like that try to take those angles. Ugh. Yeah. So on a side yeah. note, um, uh, we talked about the, the Hesp getting up from his chair and like almost running over to his rail in the middle of a hand. Phoning a friend? <laughs> yeah. Did it, Did anybody catch it, when Bloomstein was thinking? Like he looked at his rail and said something, paraphrasing, but something to the effect of like, should I go for the double knockout? Like he <laughs> Yeah, I definitely did. There was a couple spots where I was like, damn, like, if someone wanted to be a dick, they could, like, call yeah. the floor and, like, like especially the Hess thing where, like, he's in the hand and he, like, stands up, yeah. and, like, turns around and, like, literally looked like he was asking someone. <laughs> I was like, uh, you can't do that. <laughs> and, yeah, I remember Blumstein doing that. Um, but I think people just get caught up in the emotion. They don't yeah. think. It was definitely not like his attempt to get any information or, you know, to get help or anything. But it was just kind of yeah. like, whoa, dude, easy. <laughs> he uh, he turns around and, uh, yeah. and, like, his corner's just nodding like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what you have. Everyone's rooting for a double knockout. How exciting is that, right? It's <laughs> so happened, I think they said twice it's happened. Yeah, but not to win, not end the tournament. I think it happened once, uh, but not to, end, not to end the main event. Wow. Yeah, I was like, I, I heard. I think it happened. But... Scotty Gwynn, yeah. I think. Right. Yeah, yeah, Scotty Gwynn. Yeah, Scotty Gwynn's. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that, I, let's. Yeah, so I think we all agree he's gonna call, um, and he does, and uh, I actually hits the king. So what do we know? <laughs> no wonder they're not. At, <laughs> this is why he ran out at the final table. Um, yeah. He so Ot Ot uh, hits, holds, and they go heads up. Uh, one two thirty two to one twenty eight. Huge triple up for Ott. Um, we're not. I don't think we have any more hands here. Um, you know the 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 heads up portion. Um, you know there were a couple of, of bigger hands, and then he just. I, I feel like Blumstein just kind of warmed down. Um, and you know, yeah. Do you hear me? Like holding back <laughs> yeah. because yeah. Blumstein ran definitely ran better. Got some cards, and I was like the whole time I was like, oh my god, he's just steamrolling him. Like yeah. by the time he gets a double. He's going to have still, like, 20 bigs or something. But in his defense, he got the double up, and then he should have got another massive double up, which would have brought it really close. Mm -hmm. And it just peeled off, too. So, yeah, Blumstein was dominating. But, Ott, like, I mean, Ott's defense, he was getting a lot of, like, nine deuces and shit. Yeah. But, like, he yeah. did get it in in good spots and, like, got the double yeah. he needed and then should yeah. have got it again, which it wouldn't have been even or anything, but it would have been a lot right. closer. So I would have loved if it – Actually, I was torn. I was kind of tired. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, man. But part of me wanted to keep going um, just because it would have been interesting to see them even stacked and, like, yeah. Right. I yeah. just really – I really wanted Ott to win because 
our friend Pete, who we mentioned earlier, was also tired and went to bed. But before he did, he gave me 25 to 1 on Dan Ott when he only <laughs> oh, had 12 wow. big lines. And I oh, took my God. It. That's a steal, by the way. I got to get <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, of course. That. That's a so, huge so I, I, when, when he got it in with, I think it was Ace Eight suited versus Ace Deuce or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do and it. And he gets the he gets the greatest run out too. Oh, the yeah. six, seven, five. So yeah. like, there's no chop. We're open. Like, there's just no chop. Yeah. Like happening. Yeah. I, I, like, I think it was Queen six, seven. It's yeah. like the greatest yeah. one ever. Not the chop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I you know, I think. I, 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 you know, when when their heads up, I'm trying to think who do I want to win. Um, I think I, I seem like a nice guy. I think he would have been good poker as just as equally good. But you know what? Bone seems from East Coast. He's from he plays at the Borgata, so I gotta gotta root for the East Coast guy. Represent. Yeah, I love That's how it. he says East Coast red. Oh, actually, I yeah, both of you. He goes like, "Oh, East Coast has the best poker players in the world." Come on! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. No, that's what Blumstein said. Oh, Blumstein said, "Okay, yeah, oh yeah, I did see that. I, I have no, no opinion on that." Whatever. All right, how about the best people? Best poker players are from Europe. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they actually still play. They yeah, actually still 100%. play. Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. But yeah, um, all in all, great main event. Like great main event. Props, ESPN, cool. Poker Go. Yeah. Thank you. John has. I pray to God you listen to this podcast because thank you so much. You were amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, hopefully we get some more colorful characters playing next year. Yes, please come back run. next year, John has, because I want to be at yep. your table. Not, not not because I think you're the fish, but because I <laughs> I want to have fun playing poker again. I mentioned earlier, which made it even greater, was having Lamb and Saud there, guys that we've seen before. Like, yeah, so we kind of was... have a back history. That's so. A, amazing, and then it's so cool to have that dynamic. And knowing that if Lamb doubles up, he becomes a massive favorite. Like, if he gets, like, 30 big ones, I would have bet him to win it at even money because he's that much better. Right. Um, Yeah. Kind of sad that he left early. Kind of like, I was like, oh, no. Uh, Super standard spot. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on from the main event. Um, I do have a hand or two super long strategy podcast here. (laughs) Hope you guys are enjoying it. you have time, Mark, for one or two more hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire, fire. Okay. All right, cool. So um, these are – I wanted to get your opinion, both of your guys' opinion, on a couple of hands from the Borgata tournament I just played in. It's a $400 uh, buy-in, uh, 500K guarantee, so a nice little tournament. Um, I I bagged on day one 812K coming back to 816, 8,016. 8, so, you know, top uh, – uh, top 40 stack out of about four, 350 people coming back. 300 people coming back, I think, I want to say. Um, 320, maybe. And so I'm in a good shape for day two. Um, money is at 180. Um, I started with eight stru- Diego, what about yeah, yeah, the structure? Like, was it going to be yeah. a good structure day two and stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah, 40, yeah, okay. 45-minute levels day two. Um Oh, okay, structure. I think we go for 8, 8, yeah. 8 16, 10, 20, 12, 24, 15, 30. Perfect. Those are, yeah. No, so it's a good, it's a good, yeah, it was a good structure day two. Um, so I start with 8, 12. Um, I run it up to 1.8 uh, in the, sorry, uh, let me see here. I run, no, I run it up to about 1.1 million. Um, so in the first, like, I, we're still at 816 here, so I up 300k. I think I knocked out a shorty or two. Um, someone with like you know 
10 big blinds or two hands like that, or maybe some open folds. So no, nothing crazy. I didn't, I don't have any image. I, I'm just, you know, kind of playing my game, but chipping up. So, so um, it's 8K, 16K. Under the gun ships it for 218K. How many big blinds um, is that? Quickly. So, what is that? I can That's figure 16. it out. That's uh, what, what uh, 14. Eight, 14 16. big blinds. Yeah, 14, 14 big, big blinds shoves under the gun. Under the gun, yep. Under the gun shoves. Under the gun plus one. Okay, so as far as the table goes, there are two other big stacks, and they're, uh, one of them is under the gun plus one, and this, he has 1.5 million, and he's got so, a big... Sorry, Mark? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, I sh- shouldn't be thinking it out loud. Okay. <laughs> like okay. I'm making a fucking training video. <laughs> I was like, so, I'm literally talking to myself. Yeah, I was like, what are you saying? Uh, all right, so Under the Gun Plus One has 1.5 million. He's the chip leader. He has not been doing anything. Um, I know live, you know, the people, how they look, how they dress matter. So he's like a middle-aged Asian guy. Um, he's come into a couple of hands, bet pretty strongly, but not had to show anything down. But really, like, I'd say this guy's playing solid tight not 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 big stack bullying at all you know just being pretty pretty straightforward with his stack um and he calls the 218 well so okay so what are you giving this like the both you under the guns opening open jam yeah. range here off 14 bigs like i imagine it's probably like ace queen plus um yeah nines, eights i don't think like ace yeah. jack suited i mean maybe totally. ace jack suited are you talking about under the gun, the first act? Under the gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's I mean, that's exactly what I. I don't think he's shoving like four, five, six, seven. You know, maybe sevens. Maybe you know, sevens. Seven, why is seven? Sevens always is on the cut. Yeah, you realize really that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe maybe sixes. I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he was the guy. The guy was like faceless to me. I don't even remember like what. You know, I was in one of those spots where I was like, you know, two off from the dealer. So I, I can't even. Remember what the guy looked like? He made no impression. He wasn't doing anything. So it's not like he was crazy wild. So I think what's really important here is how you described Under the Gun 1. Yeah. As, like, I think competent, like, tag. Like, not super tight. Like, kind of just a mixture of everything. But, like, when he calls here, that's a real hand. Yeah, right. Um, That's, that's like, 10 plus. I mean, this, like, I remember, because we talked about this one spot earlier and I'm kind of taking away my stance because I didn't realize it was 14 big blinds that shoved I thought it was less uh-huh. and the way you're describing so much next time you want to talk out hands just call me please <laughs> <laughs> Diego gives me these fucking two page posts and I'm like dude stop. <laughs> okay so alright so he calls go ahead I, yeah. I won't spoil it so he calls and then I'm uh, let's see I'm in the hijack and I look down at aces um and i have 1.1 million and so which is i'll stop how many there big lines? six uh, what is it it's more than 50 it's like uh it's like 80 oh is that am i doing it right let's see like 55 we're, we're, we're these good math guys well, it's, no, it's it's not hard. We'll figure it out. Just gotta it's 68, 68, 68 oh. big Okay, yeah. so and he has you covered. The guy who called. He has he has me covered. Yeah. Okay, so this does change stuff. Okay, everyone. Right. So everyone it's to else. us. Everyone full. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, hear yeah. me? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. I stopped so there. Derek. Yes. Derek, what are we doing here? Um. So. 
I agree with you that I think Another Gun 1 has a real hand here, and I think I agree with the... We didn't go deep into the range he has, but I do think it's like 10s plus... Ace-Queen plus? Maybe? Ace-Jack suited, maybe... Um, doubtful with with we have aces now too, so that's doubtful. Yeah, obviously. So, <clears throat> part of me is like, I. So I'm trying to think about okay. Now I'm trying to think like, my, oh, so, okay, we can take away folding right as an option. So our options are calling <laughs> and raising slash shoving. Um. So I want to think about what that is going to look like to the other players, well, to the only the other player. Um, yeah. I. I kind of think that, like, raising to an amount other than a shove, I think, looks like the super nuts. Yeah. Yay, good call, Derek. So I'm not a That's huge... That's step one. Yeah, so I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, no, let's just say it. So raising is the worst option. Like, other yes. than raising without shoving is the worst option here. Yeah. Um, and I... Unless you have... Hold on. I, okay. I, sorry. No, that's okay. Unless you have a guy that is spazzy, sticky, that's not paying attention. But the way Diego described this guy, that's not the case here. No, I want to be clear, not like, not, yeah. oh, you know, different spots call for different uh, actions. But, yeah, okay. Right. So, um, I, so then I start to think, okay, well, how about flatting? Flatting, to me, I think just gives um, Another Gun 1, like, maybe too many opportunities to get away on flops, because we're going to have to eventually put chips in against a guy who's all in, and we're going to have to show our hand down. So, like, when I'm when I'm in UTG1's shoes, and eventually I start betting my hand, I always think, oh, well, he probably has something, because he's betting me out of the pot against a guy who's all in. And that's, like, sort of a live thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, I kind of, so, uh, I guess this is my long way of saying, I think I kind of like just shoving here. Um, it's only... I mean, we're shoving like four x the original openers shove. It's a it's a lot to shove. It's a big Six, shove. Sixty eight big blinds is a lot to shove here. I mean, yeah. given with the shove, like it's only like two and a half x pot. It, it's still seventy big blinds yeah. shoving. You know, like it is a lot. Yeah. I so, I think it okay. looks weaker than the other option. Well, uh, than raising, it does. Yeah. I don't know, but I still think there's a better whatever. Um. Okay, so one thing I wanted to ask you is one thing you said, which I think most people would say, is a lot of flops are going to hurt his hand. That's really hard to assume because a lot of flops could help his hand. And he's going to have a calling range, which he does fold to a shove. He's not calling 100% of the time, obviously. That's why we're having this discussion. Now, I I think it's a bit higher variance to call here and that's why I, I, I told Diego I think calling is the best option here by far like I understand we have a read on this guy but like what hands is he going to call an all in with like here queens well definitely kings right yeah so, but we're gonna, we're, so queens so queens plus let's say yeah I think and queens then what plus about probably, and he might uh, fold okay. queens he, he might fold queens I think he calls queens but he might fold, like if I shove here like is it always? I mean, what? What in your? If you're in his spot, what do you? What, how do you range me if I shove here? That's like, like that's I'm, what I would I'm, also be thinking. I'm gonna give you ace king a lot, and right. I'm not gonna want to flip yep. with you. Period. Yep. Right. Um, I'm gonna give you some pairs, but like not. I'm not gonna give you like nines. I don't think you're just getting out of line with nines here. Yeah. Just a blast it off. Under right. the gun one shoves like, so like yeah, you kind of have it. 
a tight range here on what you should be shoving. Yeah. Under the gun, I mean, yeah, like you're shoving into the big stack who just cold called. Yeah. Or just called. Now, the problem is, too, is like, so we were saying, like, he would call with queens and kings. He doesn't have those that often. Like, the way you describe this guy, he's going to three bet those and, like, ISO this guy. Yeah. Good point. Um, right. So, yeah. like, his range here is like, those middling pairs that he doesn't want to fold. Like, I don't know if I right. give him sevens the way you describe them, but like, you know, eights, nines, tens, some ace, queen yeah. suited, ace, jacks. Like, I want those hands in. Like, I want to just call and be in position. And like, this is what I always tell you, Derek, too. When I, I thought you were going to get it right <laughs> because I, I, we've been in the spot a million times with you. And Ben and I have told you a million times, just call. Like, at first, when Diego was reading the hand, I was like, oh, we shoved 14 bigs. Like, oh, we should shove here. He's never going to fold. I didn't realize we were 68 big lines, 70 big lines deep. So I changed right. everything. But, like, there's been times, Diego, where a guy shoves 10 big lines and a guy with 22 big lines calls and Derek has aces on the button and jams. And the original caller yep. who called half his stack folds. This has happened multiple times yeah. in hand histories we've done. And <laughs> yeah, every yeah, single yeah. time we've told KB, like, it's a different spot, but just call yeah. like because yeah. when you think people will do something like they think they never could do it they could do it right anyway yeah. that's neither here nor there i yeah. go on the rant it's great no, and, <laughs> like, and i really think flatting here is like by far the best option and i yeah. said this to you in chat yeah no and you did and and i did shove and i you know for the rationale that derek kind of just walked through is, is kind of what i was thinking it added on top look you know in the moment, the what's what's running through my mind, and it's like this is the psychology of poker, is that it's like, you know, he also he's he's super early position. He's under a gun plus one, so he's not he's not he's not going to be he's not coming in with like. I I just feel like and I, this is probably wrong, but thinking he he he's more likely to have a decent hand here. He's could be putting me on ace king, and call me with you know jacks queens. I feel like kings or whatever. We're gonna kings are gonna play. You know, if, even if I call here, we we have a good chance of getting it in post. But with queens and jacks, you know, I I, I feel like he may call me here, and I just want to you know before I give him a chance to fold post. Yeah, but how I often does he have? That. Yeah, how yeah. often? I mean, right? Can no, have that's that's. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but he has queens and jacks as much as he has other pairs, right? Kings, tens, nines, you know, almost eights, as much as he has the Like, he may call eights here. We don't know oh, that with man. his stack. He may call eights. He's got he a big call... stack. I don't know, man. Un like... under, the, under the gun plus one, 14 big blinds to call eights with everyone else to act dude, behind dude, you. No, no, I, I, I would, I would fold. I know, but that's yeah. just it. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. you can't take it out of his range because we don't, you know, like, you could say maybe like 25% of eights. He's calling with one of the, com whatever. A couple, I don't like, know. I, I can't, I can't, I can't back it up but i just feel like this guy's never calling with eights for 14 oh, that, well that's good you're up. the one playing what about nines yeah yeah 75 percent of the time okay so nines yeah. so nines tens jacks queens yeah. some of the time he's raising give him 50 percent of those kings like uh, and then ace, his ace, ace king stuff like ace that king, ace king suited. Ace, yep yep those hands right so i feel I, like he's calling with those i just don't see the rationale in shoving over calling, like yeah. what, like what is so bad about calling it? The only difference is it's higher variance. Sometimes they get yeah. there, but like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna win way more chips calling you. That's the yeah. key. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I agree with you now that I've had chance. This is the this is why you want to break it down after, right? Like you in know, the time and, where I'm sitting tanking, thinking what to do. Um, 
it's, and I, I didn't I didn't think of all those things. And I think about what what Derek said is how most people think about the spot. They think about yeah. it like, oh, like there's a lot of cards that hurt his that will hurt his hand. Well, he's not calling with those though, Derek. You know what I mean? Like, not gonna call 68 big blinds, like yeah. with tens. You know what I mean? Maybe he does. Yeah. But you know, and like you risk them getting there, but you also risk them like having ace-queen and flopping a queen. You know, you can make an argument for both sides. Right. The yeah. only thing that happens when you shove that's bad is he folds, and yeah. yep. you just get what's in the pot instead of winning a yeah. potentially tournament-winning pot that yeah. helps you win yeah. the tournament. So, yeah. 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 So, I, I I did shove, um, you know, and he, he tanked forever and folded jacks. And that's what he told and I believe him. I believe him. He tanked forever and folded jacks. And um, you laugh because when we talked about hands, there was a lot of debate at the table <laughs> about hands. Um, I just a lot thought they were being dicks. <laughs> no, no, honest. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, there was a lot of debate, and um, pe- the, the the debate centered around like most people thought they would call. They would, they might call with jacks there because they think I have ace king and they want to just flip. Which I don't necessarily believe they all would do that in the in the spot. But that was what the debate was around. Thinking like there's a high chance I have ace king there, and I just shove it all. Yeah, but like you definitely have queens there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. and you yeah. probably don't have. I mean, tens is a weird spot. You may have tens. I mean, yeah. I kind of doubt you have tens there. Tens would be such a weird spot, but like yeah. based on the action, I think you would fold tens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, that's so. I did dude, it. that's yeah. still a tough spot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so what are we doing with queens? We just pop, like in kings. Like I was thinking, like I probably just call with kings as well. But like even that's right. super hood because now it's really yeah. likely, or not really likely, but it's likely he can have a hand like ace queen or something that maybe he wants yeah. to gamble with. Right. I don't know. Like, I would definitely not just call queens. I'd probably. God, I don't know what I do with queens. I think <laughs> I do. I think I call with queens for different reasons. Then I'm calling with kings and aces. I think I'm calling with queens is because I don't know. Like he has kind of a, like you said, a tight calling range here. It's not yeah. <laughs> like king jack wide and shit. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So, well, for what it's worth, uh, you convinced me. I'm sure I've changed yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. No, I. You know, it's one of those situations where it doesn't happen that often. Like this is a. I don't think I've ever had this happen to me live with these type of stacks, um, this stage of the tournament. Um, this many chips involved in this particular situation. So it's one of those things where, like, I want to talk about it because I think that's just next time it happens, I'll be more prepared. Did you did you range him in-game? Yes. Uh, yes, did. I did. I did. And But I in-game, I just kind of felt that he was playing queen. Like, I, I thought there was maybe nines, tens, jacks, but for some reason I thought... I mean, if live has, people may call off there with like. If he has, yeah. I thought though, if he has queens or kings, he may call me here, and I just, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's not just the range. It's also like, I don't want to lose the chance at getting this whole. Like, maybe this is wrong thinking, but there's it, an it is the wrong thinking. Yeah. yeah, it's the opportunity to get the whole stack from someone who with kings and queens without them having to have find a chance to fold later. I mean, what would you say the easier way to play this hand is? Shoving. Obviously, is shoving, right? Yeah, it's the easiest like, way to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. if it's just going to put us in a, diff, a, hard, a tougher spot and we're going to make more chips in the long run, obviously, we take the tougher spot. I think in yeah. game, if you really break it down how we just did, 
Like, yeah. I, I even got better here because I'm starting to think about, like, damn, like, when he's calling under the gun one, he does have, like, a really tight range. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, like, even with Queens there, like, I'm still perplexed at what I would do. Like, I don't think I could shove Queens here. Like, I just don't think I could. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I would call Queens here. <laughs> I think i call Queens here. Yeah, and, like, what about Jax? Like, Jax, you just call, too? And I like, call, yeah. And then Ted, it's just weird. Yeah. So, it's a tough yeah. spot. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. But I, yeah. I think anytime oh. you can give someone rope, like, and you're in position, like, if we're out of position, like, say you were in the small blind here. Yeah. I mean, shit just changes being in position. Yeah. That's all. This would have been a fantastic hand to talk about if I had just called and playing this post-flop with some interesting runouts. Like... Yeah, but you know, instead you did uh, it up and you just piled it up. No, we got yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was annoyed at myself after, and, and I just didn't I didn't think it all the way through. I don't think I actually like I said, since I had not been in this spot before, I I just feel like I don't have, I had no muscle memory on this, and I needed to kind of talk through it with people to kind of get get the muscle memory on it. Now I I think this spot changes with like thirty bigs or forty bigs, uh, thirty yes. bigs, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I'm still. Like, I don't know. I still am on team call. And, like, people are like, oh, that looks stronger. People just make mistakes live sometimes. They can't see how many chips you have. And you don't know much about this guy. Now, against a rig, like, say, like, Mormon called, and then it was to me, like, I, I would play I – I would shove. Like, you know, I wouldn't play, like, tricky call off half my stack. Or not tricky, but I would play more ABC – Um against a good rag just like right. to, disgu to disguise my range right yeah totally but yeah mm -hmm. alright alright so that's that um, move on to one hand one more hand sure sounds good okay alright uh, so this is um, so that got me up to like 1.7 1.8 something like that um, I lost a huge hand um, I don't want to go too much into we won't go into the analysis but just to this is relevant because it's uh, this the next hand this this player is involved. Um, basically, a really good player who I had played with uh, earlier, in the, uh, actually one of the earlier tournaments in the series. Um, he was really pretty good post flop and not too crazy. Well, he was he was he was getting he was getting a stack and he was starting to to open a little bit more. Um, Pre, but I just looked at him and I, he was really competent. So I, so he he's in the, the cutoff. We're at twelve twenty four. Um, it uh, he opens to fifty five k, and at this point he has one point five million and uh, no one point one million, and he's opening a lot at this point. This is my notes. I wrote this down. Um, okay, so a good player in the cutoff uh, opens to fifty five k at twelve twenty four. Um, the small blind is on a 500k stack, so he's got 20 big blinds, and he calls, right? And I'm in the big blind with king-queen off. So I'll stop there, and Derek, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably just call. Okay. Uh, I don't really see a whole lot of value in raising, and I think our hand's too good to fool. We're getting a really good price now because there's more money in the pot. Yeah. So I'll probably just call. What was the read on what was the read on the small bond, Diego? Uh no nothing. It's like I don't know, East Coast kinda heavy set guy. Um not a pro at any by any means. Kinda like a a casual. Um Okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I that was the key. It was just Yeah. Casual. Um you know, 
So do you want me to say what I did, Mark, or do you want to comment on, on No, theirs? I mean, I, I like calling. I think calling is the best option. Um, or, yeah, I, I don't even want to say that. I don't know if it's the best. Calling is what I would do most of the time. You know, I three bet because I thought that, like, okay, and this is a, this is a key. I, my image is, you know, I, I know I have that aces, but I think that aces tightens my image up. Um, I really have not been. Yeah, especially been, since you jammed it. Yeah, absolutely. I jammed the aces, you know, and I, I have a pretty, yeah. I've only called when I've like knocked out a shorty with like the much better hand. Um, you know, I've I've opened, but like I've no one's no one's looking at me like a maniac at all. And you know, when I played with this guy the night before in a different two nights before in a different tournament, I was like really handcuffed with my stack and. I'm talking about the cutoff here. I was hand handcuffed with my stack. Um, I didn't play many hands for like 45 minutes. Uh, I just feel like he thinks I'm a nit, um, and you know I think I'm also playing my image. I'm you know I'm, a, I, I'm 40 something. I look it. I'm wearing glasses. I'm not wearing any TPE stuff. You know I'm just kind of like I look like a casual. Like this guy's like yeah. you know this guy's got a Yankee hat on. He's kind of he's a little heavier. He's got like. He's got that East Coast poker player look. He's definitely a rag. Like he looks like an East Coast rag cash game player. Mm-hmm. So like the I just opener, don't think he was the opener or the oh, small the opener. The, op- okay. the opener. The opener. So I just so, don't think he respects me, honestly. Like I don't think he thinks I'm bad, but I don't think he thinks I'm I'm like, you know, a gr- a good poker player like or I have any any abilities. And so I just figured, you know what? I got some blockers here too. Like I think I could just take this pot down with a with a with a three bet preflop. So that's what I did. Let me let me say one thing uh before we go on. If you were head up here, say the small mind folded, you should always be calling here yes, based on stack 100%. sizes. Because yeah. you have so king king queen dominates so much of his opening range, and like you yeah. want to keep those worst queens and kings in. Right. The way and Derek, I wanted to ask you because the way he described the small blind, I mean, he kind of just sounds weak, like he's just going to fly yes. like jack ten off and stuff. So. Totally. Yep. This this becomes a much better spot to three bet based on that. Wouldn't yep. you agree? Yeah, yeah. The more Diego kind of talked about the players and his thought process and his image, I like it more. Um, I have not three bet at this table except for that aces. The, yeah, the it's thing is, not out of out of out of position. The thing is, is maybe Derek, you're about to say this. Like, I'd almost rather have like a complete bluff here, like the ace right. seven offsuit. Um. Yeah, because like so king queen plays so well post. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but having said that, I still think this is fine. So it was yeah. fifty. It, we're at twenty four kb, twenty four k big blind. Opener yeah. made it fifty five. You said. Yeah. And then call. Okay, so then the you. Yeah, and so this is where I think I made the mistake. I I made it one seventy, and I think I should have made it a lot bigger. I think that that's where I made a mistake in this pot, but I don't know. Thoughts? Um, I like your sizing head up. Yeah. Well, yeah, heads up, right? But <laughs> I, yeah. I just think you, you, if you put everything in the pot with Annie's and stuff, like the guy in position has the greatest price ever to call. Yeah. Yep. And yep. with that happening, the small blind, the way you describe, the small blind is never gonna fold. So, yep. like, had it been like head up versus the small blind or something, like your sizing is perfect. Like he's always gonna call. Like yep. you're just building a pot with a better hand, right. but you're three right. way, so we can't think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Like, what should our sizing be here? You know, I feel like I, I know it's big, but 
if you get into the twos range, it's not that much more that like if if like let's say 185 or 190 is optimal, right? I just maybe go 210, 215 just because I think it psychologically will make it a lot harder for these especially guys. Especially live. Especially the live. way you're describing these guys. Like yeah. yeah, I think over two hundred is best. Like we don't yeah. want it this we don't want the opener to flat here. No, like, exactly. Exactly. Such, I'd want the small blind the flat just because I think yeah. we just shit on his range and we're just gonna win. But being yeah. out of position would suck. So yeah, I'm with you. Like two ten, two fifteen. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Maybe even two twenty. Yeah. And and I think you get um, decent amount of folds uh, pre and you get, you accomplish your goal and, and whatnot. So I, I yeah. do, but but I think Derek made a good point. Like when you paint the picture. Like it, it actually makes the three bet a lot sexier. So yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> yeah. It does. Like, like dude, do the East Coast reg with the fucking Yankee hat. Like, I want a three yeah. bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I also. Nope. I also think that because of your image, um, you know, going a little bit bigger with a three bet is cool because it, it, it doesn't really necessarily mean that we have to make our C bet all that much bigger. You know what I mean? Like, we can yeah. still go like quarter pot or like somewhere between quarter and third on our C bet and we're yeah we, you know we're still we're gonna we're get a ton of respect money. yeah yeah yep. we're getting so much respect yeah. so I yeah I, I, I like the bigger size thing and... I, it's something I wish you would do more too Derek because I don't think you realize that how much respect you will get and this is what I told Diego when he was explaining the hand to me uh, a week ago his sizing oh but to the east coast rag the heavy set rag that's wearing a Yankee hat. He's not. He doesn't know that. You know, he doesn't realize it. He just sees it as, oh, I gotta call this much. Like a reg, yeah. a, like a like Chris Mormon, he's gonna be like, wow, why is the sizing so small? He must yeah, have yeah, aces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I think we just go a little bigger. But yeah, I think this is a good spot too. Like, I, I wish we had like the A seven, like just the blocker, because I like your thought process, right. blocker. The problem is we're so strong. Having said all that, I still think it's a fine spot, especially since we dominate the small line. Yeah, move and on. you know what? Yeah, move on because I think this was only to set up the next hand. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get into strategy here, but uh, I, we got there. Uh, all right, so they both call, right? And so um, now we go to a flop with jack, seven, deuce, two diamonds. The small blind checks. Um I bet because I figure I gotta you know continue the story and there's a lot to scoop up there. So I bet 165, 170 back into that pot. So basically what I what I less than a third. Oh, yeah, what I opened, I basically bet the same thing. Um, the sorry, anyway, we don't even need to go to strategy here. I mean, I don't, you know, I just feel like any any problems with the continuation bet there? No, I love it. Two mm -hmm. overs. Okay. Uh, it sucks yeah. we don't have a diamond, but yeah. So okay, so just to get to the end of the story here, um, I the 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 reg in the cutoff folds, and then the small blind ships uh, three fifty five total. So you know it's like virtually nothing to me. Um, so I call, and he had ten six diamonds. So he had no pair; he just had a diamond flush draw, and he spiked the diamond on the river. Mm -hmm. And so just just wanted to to set the context there for this player because he's in the next hand. Later image. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, it's. I mean, it's Table funny too change. because. Yeah. So the so the East Coast reg, but, you know, when when I turned over my cards and everyone was like started murmuring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you go, oh, you know, and I hear him say to the guy next to me, he goes, he goes, I didn't think he. He's like, I folded Ace King. I didn't think he had that in him, right? Yeah. So that that tells you, I think my read on on my image was pretty good. 
Cool. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> I didn't think he had that in my You were yeah. probably popped wood when you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, man. I was like, why didn't I get paid off? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. So, la- so next hand. So this is this – That's is, um... crazy that he just flatted and didn't four-bet shove. That's your sizing yeah. too. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, if I did go to 215, he probably would have just shoved and then, you know, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, so the next hand. Now um, we're at 15.30. There's about 198 left because that's what the board said. I'm not sure if it was a little less. Remember, it pays 180, but the board just updated. So we're, we're, we're obviously near the bubble. We're not on, on the exact bubble. Um, I'm down to 900K. That, that hand knocked me down to like 1.1, and then just, you know, levels are going up. Some things work, didn't work, whatever. Um, I'm just card dead. Um, so I have 900K at 1530, so I'm at 30 big blinds, right? Um, so the under the gun, which is the small blind from the last hand, the guy with the, the, who hit the diamond draw, he opens to 75K. I have jacks under the gun plus one. Okay, so, so one thing – sorry, I, I just get excited in certain spots. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. just say, like, the fact that he flatted 10-6 of diamonds – that that's that tells us something. Okay, this guy flats wide. I don't think that makes his yeah. opening range wide, and I think we all can agree there. I think I like on totally the bubble agree. year, I think he has a tighter range. Derek, do you agree? Disagree? Yeah. That's my initial thought. Like, and I had to get it out there before. Yeah, yeah I not. agree. How how long did you say this hand was after the ten seven hand? Uh, it was from twelve twenty four to fifteen thirty. So we went to we went on a break. We came back. Um, so so it's fairly recent. probably. Fairly, fairly next level, yeah. Yeah, so, and I, I think, hour, yeah, and I think that yeah. dynamic also makes him tighten up his range. Like, yeah, I, I think in general he's probably still going to be tighter because he's opening under the gun on the bubble of a tournament. But also the fact that he just kind of got—I mean, he won the am, but he kind of got exposed a little bit. Like, oh, what's he doing in there with ten? <laughs> yeah, caught with his pants down, basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think I think we can give him a pretty tight range here. For wow, sure. I, I think I think. That's a really good point, just the previous hand, especially it being fresh in everyone's mind, like you said. Yeah, I'm giving him a tight range, so let me ask you, Derek, what the hell are we doing with pocket jacks here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is super awkward. Um, I mean, I can't... I guess I'm just going to call. He almost said the F word. I can't. <laughs> I was going to say, fold. I can't fathom folding because that ah. it just seems crazy. I couldn't sleep with myself at night if I folded yeah. here. No, yeah. but I'm also like. like against I'm... anyone, against most players. Like, there's just in a yeah. spot I'm going to be folding often. Yeah. I, I, but, I, you know, I'm also not really in love with three betting, I don't think. I think On I'm, the. Yeah. I think I'm just going to flat. I mean. Remember, I guess I'm only going to plus one. You're yeah. under the one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super early in this hand. Yeah, so. I think I'm yeah. just gonna call and you know take it to the streets, I guess. And you know, obviously reevaluate if somebody behind like makes a move of some sort. You know what sucks here if we have like 20 bigs. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, I don't know. God, I, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think I just would have to rip. I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know. I would rip I, too. I think with our exact. So. Yeah, I'm not in love with it though because. Yeah. Um. Plus you have the bubble. This guy, this guy can bubble. make. This guy can make a big mistake though. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah. So we all agree to call. Yeah, I'm and, and, call and I called. Um, by the way, he's got like he's got me covered. He's got like 1.6 million. So that he's he's definitely 1, 1.5, 1.6. That's what my notes say. All right. So I flatted. Um, okay. So the flop is 
Nine of hearts, seven of hearts, six of clubs. Nine of hearts, seven of hearts, six of clubs. He leads out 75K again. That's what he opened. Our move. Go ahead, Derek. Do we have, do we have a heart? I can't remember if you said. Uh, we have no hearts. No hearts. I mean, I guess that, we're heads up now, right? Nobody else came in the we're pot. Heads, yeah, 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 we're heads up. We're I, heads up. I mean, I, I don't think I can fold quite yet. I mean, the guy still has ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack. The pair is smaller than our... Like, I, th- I still think we have to call. Yeah, which I think is an option. Um, I want to give my argument for... I would raise here because just the way that we describe this guy... Like, if he has aces or kings, like, it sucks... Like that just sucks. I'm gonna. I mean, I don't want to say like chalk it up to a cooler, but I also think this guy is capable of making mistakes. Like with 10x, eights, nines. I don't think he folds because those have gut shots. Yeah. Like we kind of flatted our hand to disguise it, and we're 30 effective to start the hand, correct? Yes. Right. Exactly 30. So I think I'm gonna raise here and just like pile a turn, just based on the villain against other guys. I agree. I'm just like team call. Um, But yeah, the way we describe this guy, this guy's like sticky. He's not going to fold anything. Um, So I think I'm just putting in a raise. Like, I mean, I think shoving is fine, but I think the best play is just a raise. I'm torn against him. Maybe shoving's better, but yeah. And I'm cool with calling. Like, so we're, I'm good with it all. Yeah. Everything except fold. <laughs> when you well, when when you raise, are you doing it with the intention of calling his jam? Yeah. yeah. Like, because yeah, he's he gonna have it. flush draws too. I think you made a good point, or you asked a good question when you asked if we had a heart or not. I'd prefer we didn't have a heart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, if we did have a heart, I'd be much more likely to call. Right. Without a heart, I'm more likely to raise. Get in, gives him more combos of flush draws. Yada yada. Well, you know what? I think the flop here is like so interesting because, um, you know, he's. I don't think he. I don't think he has a lot of like. He doesn't have suited connectors here, right? So I'm not worried about two pair, and I'm not worried about <clears throat> him drawing to the straight. Ex- well, I guess I am with the eights and and the tens, but um, or having the straight. That I mean uh, already. Um, so I think we're like against mostly pairs, or, or you know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna if the if the action is gonna continue if we raise or shove, um, you know, so like what I was thinking and what I started thinking was like, okay, well let's range him, right? Like so, like what hands have us crushed here, right? So Dude, there's wait, does, does he does he have, yeah. sorry to cut you off? Does he have yeah, like ace ten here? No, do not. No, definitely not. Oh, yep. like see, I mean, if you have that read, maybe, maybe Ace Ten suited, and that would be one of the yes, he would have Ace Ten so suited. So like, you not hadn't like, seen him open at all or anything? No, nah, he hasn't. He hasn't really opened from. He hasn't really opened early position. He's, you know, he he he's he's gotten a lot of chips from like opening late position and having uh, a decent hand call. If like we can't even give him like King Ten suited or something like that, which it sounds like we can't. Like yeah, calling is by far the best option. Well, here's what the range I gave him. I gave him. Um, I gave him king jack suited, king queen suited, ace ten suited and better. Um, 
all all pairs. See, like King Jack suited the King Ten suited is like really close to me because I feel like if yeah. someone's opening King Jack suited, why won't they be opening King okay. Ten suited? So, but so I mean, it is two face cards, so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, maybe sometimes it's, he has King Ten. It's literally the biggest part of this hand because if he yeah. doesn't have any tens, how can I raise get it in? Mm. You know what I right. mean? And I don't want to raise as a bluff. Right. So like then I would be on Team Derek and just call. If he I has, if he's, he's got some tens, and you said he couldn't have suited connectors either. No, no, he I, have nine, nine tens. He has tens. He has ace ten suited, but he doesn't have nine ten suited. Okay, what he I doesn't have, that? I mean, that's a, you're just crushing. Like that, there goes four combinations, uh, four combinations of off suit ace ten. I mean, it's just a small range to get value from. Calling is way better. I do not want to raise get this in versus the the range you're giving him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, if, if he has queen 10 suited, king 10 suited, ace 10 off, nine 10 yeah. suited, all of a sudden, like, there's a shit ton of hands we beat when we raise get it in. And against this guy, like, that's what I think I would want to do. But we take out all those 10s. Like, now I'm like, okay. I'm, I don't want to raise because I'm scared. Like, we can be beat. Yeah. Like, you're giving him a much tighter range. So, yeah, calling would be better. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't shall. you agree, <laughs> Diego? 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 Don't you agree? Yeah. Like now that because when we yeah. talked about it, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, I, I do agree. I, I, I do think he has the, the the suited versions of those cards. Like I do think there are tens. There's obviously pairs of tens, and then I do think that ace ten and and, and sometimes, like I said, I think he has king jack card suited. So maybe he does have king ten suited sometimes, but I don't think he has ace ten. And I, off, I think it's or, really or tough. I think it's really tough to take away at all the tens. So, like, like I said, I, I think, I think maybe I'm ranging him wrong here. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm giving him too tight of a range. I mean, that that's the like we could be that could happen to anyone, and you know, like it's tough to range people. So, like yeah. I, again, Derek said call. I thought Ray's get in at first. Well, like, so I think we're well, fine. Like, I don't think you're doing anything bad here, especially against well, Mister Ten Six. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, especially you know the other thing too is that I'm I'm making this read on his range. Given the fact that he, I've been playing with him for three hours at this point, he really only got his chips in the last twenty minutes, right? So like, so he's probably playing super tight. Regardless. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't so, even know. You know, this is probably the first orbit where he's like early position <laughs> with yeah, chips. So delete, delete the entire past two minutes because <laughs> okay. we can't range him. <laughs> can't range, no, you okay. know what I mean? That's a really good yeah. point. Like, it's impossible to range someone that sat there for five orbits and had or. 50 orbits with 20 big blinds. Yeah. Because of yeah, course right. they're not going to be opening under the gun. They right. can't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that we don't really know what he does. Under, okay. All right. So then given that we just give him like a standard, you know, standard range that, so we do think he has some tens and, and especially 10, 10 suited. Um, we're willing to raise, get it in here with our jacks. I think that's fine. I, I think calling is, is fine as well. Like I don't know. Like I keep going back to that ten six suited where I think this guy could make a mistake. So yeah. I kind of right. want to make it now. It, like big difference is not having the heart. Or not I think with a heart we just always call. Uh, without yeah. a heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. We call totally. and raise a certain amount of yeah. time. With a, with a heart, we're definitely. I I would just call. But we, yeah. you know, here like what I, and, and what I'm thinking here is that like, you know. I just want to protect my equity here and hope he folds the, you know, draws if I just ship here. Like, I don't want to give him a chance to raise me. You know, like, I, I just want to protect the equity. I know, and I know it's kind of, 
weaker or you know playing the hand a little more easily. No, but like, I, th- I think I think that's that's definitely that. fine. That's no, 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 that's definitely fine in a lot of spots. Like uh, for sure, like there's a lot of times I want to protect my equity, especially when they can make a mistake and call with a worse hand, which can yeah. clearly happen here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm right. with you. Like I, I think both options are fine. Uh, right. It's more like you're gonna be able to make a better read than us because you know you've been playing with the dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, as I think through it, like really it's hard it is hard to range him because of the fact that he didn't have chips until just now. So I don't know what he's doing when he's got chips early. Position. I mean, in general, someone here doesn't have many tens anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I'd want to see the stacks on the table. I mean, there's so much that goes into this, so it is really hard. So okay. Yeah, I, but All if right. there's anyone that's gonna make a mistake, it's him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get to. The, so I think we're I think we're we're coming to an inclusion there. Um, I did ship, and he did tank for a long time, but eventually called with a set. And when so, he's tanking, you were like, "Please call, please call." Just, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Honestly, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was just thinking like, you know what? He's got a draw. Um, maybe it's even like ace queen like i don't want to flip here for the rest of it i just figured let's let's just shut it down like i don't know i didn't think he i didn't think he had a set that's for sure <laughs> so. six low roll yes set, like i guess over pair too but i don't know when he starts tanking just based on the way you describe like how he played that 10 6 i'd be like okay yeah. like let's get yeah. it he may just have like nine <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Eight, like yeah because if he has eights then he's you know that, oh, yeah, gone. I can he's see him tanking eights. Yeah, he's going. He's going with eights, yeah. So, all right, so that was it. Um, I just wanted to run those hands by you guys. Cool. That's all well, I got. well played. Congrats on bubbling the tournament. <laughs> you know how disappointing it is to go to a day two and bubble? Yep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot who I'm talking to. <laughs> Had a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, so, that was cool. good. Good stuff. All right. Cool. All well, right, well, I actually don't know how long this... Uh, has gone on because my counter is not on. But uh, I'm <laughs> guessing the clock. This, this might be the longest strategy podcast in the history of strategy. No, podcasts. I think we only went an hour and a half, right? No, no, we started about three hours ago. Are you sure? <laughs> Did we? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we started at like eleven thirty. I don't think so. I don't know. It's only been an hour. Oh no! Okay. Wow, two and a half. I'm really bad at math. <laughs> We're on different time zones. I always forget. That's okay, right, that was Sorry. good. Lots of good, uh, lots of good hands for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. cool. Well, thank you for the feedback on those hands, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Mark, thanks as always All for right. joining us, my friend. Um, hey, thank you guys for having me. Let's get that yep. house booked and uh, get ourselves to Vegas ASAP. Yeah. Can, can I plug my videos on TPE? I, I need some people to watch my video. I just put out a series reviewing yeah. one of the yes. one of the members' hand histories. Uh, I appreciate some feedback. Yeah, it's running now, so for everybody who Check hasn't checked it out, uh, head over to tournamentvotegrudge.com. Check him out. Good stuff, too. And uh, I really like King's Full. He's a good guy. Um, so I thought it was cool that you were able to do his, his hand history. Oh, you know what? I'll even plug for you, Mark. Um, I updated. I was going to – I usually give an update on what's going on in TPE later in the podcast, but I, I've updated the, uh, the free videos. Uh, so if you're not a member and you want to check out the site – you go to tournamentpokeredge.com slash free videos, and we have 16 videos up there that if you just sign up uh, for the free subscription, uh, you can watch those. There's no limitation. You can watch it any time, as much, many times as you want, for as long as you want. Um, and I just updated those videos. I put some some newer stuff up there, and one of them is your 4K hand history review with Derek, 
Oh, um, I made the cut finally. It's been you made it, you, five <laughs> years, and I finally made the cut on the free vids. Only because I'm on there, too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and, and also, uh, the sticking it to the man, the Killing Bird Pain Train with Mark Aliotto is also there. So, yes, you have two that videos. One of my favorite have, series. That's a great series. <laughs> so so we have two uh, two half videos of you equals a whole. So there you go. Perfect. Awesome. There. So if you want to hear more of... Derek and Mark talking hands. Just go check out the free videos. Sweet. Cool. All right, Mark. Thank cool. you guys for having me. Yeah, good chat with you, buddy. Right. And uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up here on the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Once again, big thanks to uh, to Mark for stopping in and talking a little strategy with us. Uh, as we sometimes do, we, we got a little carried away there. We went on for a long, long time. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm exhausted. I've had to go to the bathroom since, like, Blumstein's uh, the, 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 the three-way all-in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think it was cool. You know, it was, it was fun to kind of dig in um, to, you know, just the overall excitement and uh enjoyment yeah. level of what the WSOP was uh, was like this year and uh, yeah. of course it's always fun talking strat with Mark so uh, it was cool to dig into some there was some super interesting hands I mean we could have picked another yeah. dozen to talk about um, yeah. but I think the ones we, we did cover were, were really cool and some of the more talked about ones on, on the interwebs so uh, yeah. hopefully people enjoyed it yep yeah fun times uh, yeah cool so I hope you guys enjoyed it um, yeah yeah Ready so let's, to, let's, uh, let's dig into uh a little bit of what's going on at TPE. It's been a while since our last podcast, so I know there's lots of new stuff for people to check out. What do we got going on? Yeah, so I, I mentioned it last segment, but um, so I won't go too far into it, but the free video section, um, if you're not a member, uh, if you're a member, these are videos you've seen already, most likely, um, but if you're not a member, uh, you know, it's been a while since we updated those free videos. So if, if, you, if you've checked out our free videos before, uh, check them out again because it's a whole bunch of new ones. If you've never checked out our free videos, um, this is a good time to check them out because they're there's they're all fresh. They're, most of them are from 2017, 2016, except a couple of classics which are, have always been very popular. Um, it'll give you a little bit of uh, you know insight into what 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 goes on at TPE. So that's so I, I kind of explained that. So I won't spend too much time on that. But the other thing um, is we also have a new pro. So Colin Moshman. Um, is now a TPE pro. He's a renowned um, uh, math-based math expert poker player. Um, I think you may know. Do you know Colin? Uh, just through our sort of relationship that we've developed now, but I know of him certainly from back when I used to grind sit and goes, and he was considered yeah. one of the sort of you know leading 
experts, if you will, on, on sit and go strategy yeah. back in those days. So uh, yeah. he's written a couple of books, and I've just always had a really big respect for his game. Yeah. And uh, I was Me super too. stoked. I was I was stoked from a a business standpoint to get him on board, but I'm also just stoked because, as we always like to joke, like we love free coaching <laughs> as part of yeah. this gig. Um, so you know, to get another guy with his credentials and his skill level to uh, to learn from is is pretty awesome. So for people yeah. who have followed him over the years, um, he's uh, he's on Team TP now. So come check him out. Yeah, yeah. So and and so you know, his stuff is great. Um, he, he, we have we have a good mix of videos going. On. Mark mentioned he has a series that's up right now. Um, Colin's series is up right now. Um, uh, Ginger 45 has a pretty cool theory series on, um, on what wide ranges, how to play them and how to play against them. Um, you know, I love his theory. Like if you want to get into the, the nuts and bolts of, of, of poker theory, um, he typically puts some, some good content out. Um, Arvis put out a good, uh, theory series on post flop study with PO solver and holding resources. Um, so you got a couple of good good videos uh, like that. Chase Regina has a series that recent, uh, as is Justin Birdie. Um, Andrew Brokus has a couple of recent series. Uh, Dow, it's been a while since we did a podcast, so I'll just review some of them. Um, Dow Jace did a really interesting series that I that I liked. It was called uh, T- another theory series: range advantages, study and practice with Dow Jace. So kind of takes a little different approach where he he stops and asks you to do some problems. Um, you know, just a little, little bit of work in between. Um, so that's also a great series um, if you want to put the work in. But, you know, if you want to watch entertaining, a um, little, you know, more of the traditional videos, there's a lot of those two um, recent series that were released. So that's about it. That's, that's, that's the main stuff going on. Yeah, and I should mention too, um, going back to Colin Moshman for a minute, uh, you know, we've had a lot of people uh, asking for more progressive knockout uh, content. Those are obviously really popular on Poker Stars, uh, and they're becoming more and more popular, it seems. And that is the focus of his uh, his series. So, um, yeah. if you are one of those people who loves to play those and and grinds them on a regular basis, uh, good opportunity to get some insight. Yep. And if you're um if you're coming off of Poker Go, you know you you've been watching live poker for a couple of months at this point, um, and you're feeling I'm definitely feeling a gap in my life. I gotta oh, yeah. tell you, like yeah. it's like ten o'clock, and I'm like you know ten thirty. My wife goes to bed, and I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? I walk around my house, and like I would turn on the World Series, and and I'm not I'm a night person, you know. So yeah. either I'm gonna play poker or I was gonna watch poker, and uh, and so watching some videos, catching up on the videos is what I'm doing. So it's probably a good way to ease the uh, the, the down from uh, the World Series ending. Yeah, thank thank God Game of Thrones is back because now yeah. at least I have something to watch one night of the week. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I got no poker now. So, right. um, but right. I did I did miss uh, a pretty good chunk of the the Poker Go content. So I might actually go back and uh, and review yeah. some of that because I didn't watch a ton of it while I was in Vegas. So um, I yeah. I paid for my subscription, so I might as well get my money's worth and, and go check some of that. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. Yeah, so for sure. Enjoy it. Cool. Cool. Well, good stuff. Um, you know, really enjoyed the conversation today with Mark uh, and yourself, yep. of course. So, yep. uh, yeah, so let's wrap it up. Uh, thank you to all of you guys out there for listening in the Tournament Poker Edge Nation. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll see you guys back here next time on the Tournament Poker Edge Podcast. See you. Like they do in Texas plays Fold them, let
Everybody, everybody knows she can't read a mouth. Oh, the 